The voluntary reaction is a safe space where known dullards gather to drink from the keg of glory or drown in the pool of despair. All opinions, takes, questions, criticisms, and insults cannot and will not be held against a speaker after a 24-hour cooling-off period. Please listen accordingly. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go with the final voluntary reaction of the 2023 season as it's a final out. Tennessee pitches the shutout 35 to nothing over Iowa in the Citrus Bowl, and we drink one more time, ladies and gentlemen, from the keg of glory. Tennessee finishes the season 9-4. and four. Alongside Bear and Davey Hudson, I'm Russell Smith. We are brought to you once again today by our friends over at Rogers Hydrant Service, the Griffin Law Firm, and Jamback Farms. Bear, Davey, I hope you guys are having a happy new year. It is off to a great start for Josh Heupel and the Volunteers as finally they unveil Nico Iamaleava, and he lives up to the hype. A hat trick, three touchdowns, 12 of 19, 151 yards, had a couple of drops there and uh, just looked as good as we had, had hoped for against what has proven to be a pretty stout Iowa defense, not a very good Iowa offense, to put it mildly. That was just absolutely terrible football. But, um, Bear, jump in here. Your thoughts today as Tennessee closes out the season with the win. Oh, it was a great day, man. It's a fantastic finish to what I think will go down as one of um, the more underrated seasons. So I think we sometimes lose. It was a great year, man. Went nine and four. New Year's Day Bowl, Citrus Bowl, we're in that one o'clock slot, high profile game, and we did a smash job. And that could quite possibly be the worst offense I've ever seen us play against in a bowl game. I mean, this was our B-team defense. Yeah. Revamped secondary. No Tyler Barron. Um, I mean, and like, uh, they, they just made it so easy. Had a, had a, not I mean, very we, good. Yeah, I mean, we put a, a green, green, true freshman on their bet, you know, and he took away one side of the field the whole game. I mean, you couldn't, their best, they, they couldn't get open. So... You know, I, I don't think they were as good as 10 and 2, obviously. Um, the two ranked teams that, that they played this year beat them uh, combined 52 to nothing. So, um, but it was a it was a great win. Got a, you know, got a good glimpse into the future, what the future of the program holds. But I'm tickled to death, man, this afternoon. Davey Hudson, get in here. Your thoughts? Well, I, I'm. I anticipated Tennessee winning. I, I didn't expect a 35 to nothing win. It's one of those where, you know, last year you're able to get that big win in a bowl game and take that into the offseason, ride that momentum. Hopefully that helps out as we continue to look on adding a few pieces to this roster, trying to make sure we get everything uh, to Josh Heupel's liking going into the 2024 season. But uh, pathetic Iowa offense, but Tennessee just said it doesn't matter. We're going to go out there and we're just going to dominate on both ends of the field. Um, and if, if you look at it, I'm excited. I think we're going to get a lot of overreaction as these type of games might lead to as well. we 
dive in here and we continue discussing this game with uh, the fine folks uh, out there. But uh, drink from the keg of glory is always a good way to start off 2024. Yeah, uh, go ahead and warn you guys. I, I don't know if a, a warning is needed, but uh, just a, a preview. I don't know if you heard the halftime chat on my feed, but um, indeed I did. The uh, the the Nico folks. They're in a froth. Who were Nico folks all along? They're 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 in a froth. I, I, they're froth. They're not happy. I don't want to say they're not happy. I, w- I would hope they're happy, but they've got grievances. They're grieved. Well, we'll hear them out. Yeah. They might have, and, and you know what? They might have a point. They probably do have a point. Hell, they've got a really good point. I just don't know the the productivity of debating it is, um, I, I, I don't know how much is there. There's, there's we'll, not. What, what's mean, the point? Yeah. We'll, we'll hear them out. That's. That's all you can do, and let's go ahead and get right to it. We come to you. Be sure to turn your mic on. Y'all know the drill. Some random guy up first. What's up, Wow, Rando? guys, straight out of the gate coming to me. I appreciate that. Uh, wow. Uh, welcome to 2024, uh, the first of many voluntary reactions we will have this year, so uh, glad to uh, lead this off and... Uh, <laughs> You know, let me just start with a hot take here. Uh, I will never, ever, 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 to quote Chris Jericho, respect the B1G in any fucking way again. They are a fraud. They are a joke. They couldn't hold our jockstrap with a team of fucking 12. That was the third or fourth best team in the B1G. Tennessee was arguably the fifth or sixth best team in the SEC. And we, to quote the great Russell Smith, bent them over a barrel and showed them the entire 50 states, including Alaska and Hawaii. Uh, That conference is a fucking joke. I'm sorry, they are. Uh, Iowa, you know, congrats on your second or third ranked defense nationally with your 130th ranked offense. Again, that just goes to show how pathetic your conference is. Um, You know, look, Russ, I told you at halftime, Nico's got to fix the clock in his head, and I think that comes in time. Third or fourth game next year, I think Nico's going to take off. But uh, he, he still has some issues with the clock in his head. 35 to nothing feels good. Uh, I saw a stat on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Fuck you, Elon. Uh, that uh, said that's the first time we've shut a team out since 1957 in the Gator Bowl when, let's face it, none of us were alive. So, um, you know, look, good game for Nico, good game for Tennessee. That was not a good team that we played. They had a good defense. God forbid uh, we we look at uh, that defense and, and shudder to think what's coming for Michigan against Alabama in 45 minutes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. Um, I was just looking at, you know, there's a ton of public money still coming in on Alabama, which makes me nervous because I've – I bet on Alabama. 
Um, it's you, it's hard to, you know, relate one bowl game to the next. Um, obviously Michigan's, you know, had their way with Iowa as well. So, you know, Michigan um, doesn't understand the forward pass for us. I mean, you've watched Michigan this year. Do they I actually they haven't pass watched them a ton? Okay. Well, I actually have, haven't watched them a ton. They, I mean, they throw it a lot better than, than Iowa. Yeah. But I mean, Michigan is, I'll put it this way. Michigan on par with Auburn. If I'm being Auburn, if I'm being honest now, and I'm not saying that Auburn. I don't know. Davey, jump in here. What is, yeah, what do I, I mean, we... some random guy, I think you're a little off base when you look at that. While the big 10 has their problems, you look at the big 10 West versus the big 10 East. It's, it's two completely different ball games. Um, and again, like whenever you look at all these bowl games nowadays, you do have to like, I'll give Kirby smart credit. He's right. Like you've got to address this opt out issue. Whenever you got Florida state playing their four string against Georgia's, uh, some of their their starters and their their second team. Uh, it, it's not good for the sport. I mean, that's the opt outs aren't the reason Iowa sucked, but the Big Ten they they're about to get a lot better. They're adding Oregon and Washington as, as two teams, and so uh, it's one of those things to where again we still haven't seen from Michigan like what they truly are in a a a game where they're tested. Jim Harbaugh's on the sideline, and they're having to use JJ McCarthy in big time moments this season. So we'll find that out tonight. Uh, there's a lot that I, I I think I've got money on Alabama too, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I do think that just the idea of SEC versus Big Ten, it's about to have a, a complete new meaning to what it is for college football because you have to look at, as we continue down this lane of conference realignment, these conferences are going to get to a point to where Tennessee might, or not Tennessee, but the SEC might have to take Florida State just to keep the Big Ten from getting them. Uh, it's, it's a lot that's going to go there, but I, I think uh, conference pride is actually about to grow even more than we've seen it. Thank you, Rando. Appreciate the phone call. Let's keep things rolling here. And Nolan is next. What's up, Nolan? Yo, guys. Uh, Happy New Year. What's up? Happy New Year. So, uh, so Nico looked absolutely amazing. I'm not saying thing new there. He looked absolutely amazing. Definitely needs to, the clock in his head needs to get better. Um, I will say, though, I think uh, I, I'll disagree with a lot of the speakers here. And I think Heupel did the right thing by starting Joe this year because it's just very clear that Heupel, he felt that he needed to give Nico a year to learn the offense in and out. And, um, and the way I look at it is Heupel's never steered me the wrong way and until he gives me a reason to doubt him i mean i, I trust hypel i mean yeah. i'll say to that davy and i you know we're talking towards the end of the game and we noticed her off the bat other than the eye formation stuff the playbook today was no different than it's still it it was still i feel like half our playbook russell like you didn't see a lot of the exotic stuff that we were doing with Hendon Hooker last year. So hopefully, um, you know. I mean, did we really do a bunch of exotic stuff with Hendon Hooker or was it just – He just – we could attack any point on the field with Hendon. We just had yeah. great players. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that's what Nico – like, I, you know, even the incompletions, he had drops, you know, the deep ball – at the beginning of the third quarter to Keaton, where Keaton like just stopped running, like that should have been a touchdown. Yeah. Um, 
So I think like we got weapons coming out our ears now. Samson, you you pointed this out in one of our group texts, Barry, like he's got to learn how to pick up the blitz um, or he's going to get Nico killed. But he's obviously, he's special with the ball in his hands, man. He's a weapon. We, we got to get better receivers like Nimrod and Caleb Webb, nothing against them. Yeah. Good dudes. We got to recruit over those guys, man. Yeah. We got to have special receivers to put on either side of Squirrel in the slot. And this offense is going to be borderline unstoppable with Nico pulling the trigger. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell you another one who, uh, if you know, one that during the offseason, uh, I hope they have a lot of fire under his ass, but Selden, he, he could be a really good one here. We haven't yeah. had a big back like that. He just has to be more decisive and just, you got to hit it, man. You're playing. Kind of I like it. big backs and I cannot lie. Yeah. And he's a, he's a big back with breakaway speed. And I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I left this whole deal today, uh, really pleased. So anything else, Nolan? Yes. Uh, I have two more points real quick. Uh, my one big concern going into next year is actually Sam Sinnett running back number one, just because the dude seems to really struggle at pass protection. Like there were a couple of plays here where he just, he let, he let Nico get sacked and just could not protect him at all. But, is that a, um, can that be fixed me, in the offseason? He reminds me dead off kind of Jalen Wright when Jalen Wright was a freshman. You can kind of see that he had elite speed. He just wasn't big enough. And I, I think with Samson, uh, we'll see. I mean, he's obviously our number one running back uh, coming back in the fall. And it, it's, it's mainly on him. He's got to hit the weight room, man. You gotta get bigger and stronger. Sorry, just one more point before I leave. Uh, James Pierce Jr. is an absolute stud. He's gonna be a first round draft pick. And uh, by the way, do you know who else wore number twenty seven, fellas? Man, uh, there was a good one in the late nineties, as I recall. Oh yeah, Al Wilson, baby. He's Al Al Wilson two point oh. See you later, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, real quick, Russ. they ought to, that number shouldn't just be handed out to just anybody. <laughs> Can we agree on number. that? Huh? Well, because like the number one used to, it used to be a big deal here. And now it's like, you know, it's, it's lost some of its like cachet, I guess you'd say. But that number 27, like you go strap that on. You can't, you can't be, you know, not good. No, oh, man, he was a revelation this year. Like from from the very first game against Virginia, he's so good, and um, even dropping into coverage, he finds a way to impact the game today. So, yeah, just super excited about what we see out of him going forward. Is you know, I mean, you talk about Samson needing to hit the weight room. Like he does. Pierce is getting bigger too. <laughs> he's still he's still uh, nowhere close to being a finished product. So can't wait to see him next season. Yeah. Portions of the show today brought to you by our friends at Rogers Hydrant Services. We appreciate Rogers Hydrant Service for sponsoring Voluntary Reaction this year. And we remind you, whether you're a homeowner, a business owner, or maybe you work for a local municipality, local government, you're in charge of the fire hydrants, you're in charge of the sewer service. Rogers Hydrant Service can help with all your fire hydrant systems, with all your sewer maintenance programs, 
They are locally owned and operated, now serving 14 states, based in Tennessee since 2015, all vol. And go check them out at rogershydrantservice.com. We've been blessed to have them as one of our voluntary reaction sponsors this year. Just really appreciate all the support from them. Again, anything to do with your fire hydrants, anything to do with your sewage systems, Rogers Hydrant Services, check them out online, rogershydrantservice.com. You can give them a call. You can send them an email, smoke signals, whatever. Be sure to tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. That's rogershydrantservice.com. As we get back to it, and Mark is up next. What's up, Mark? Okay, boys. uh, I'm going to start off my call with some unimportant things, and then we're going to get to the important things. The unimportant thing is uh, I got to call out to you, you damn dipshit, Nick Roush of KSR, trying to say that Joe Milton opted out to this big, fearsome Iowa defense. Well, they just got shredded 35 to nothing by a true freshman. So you sit your ass down and you take those drubbins by Tennessee every year. And you also continue to pay over $8 million a year, which we're paying our five-star prodigy level quarterback to whip teams like Iowa's ass and lose and choke games away like that bowl game the other day. So that's the unimportant thing out of the way. Yeah, Matt Roush, you clown. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. it. Take it. Okay, so now we go to the important stuff. Uh, Man, Nico, uh, he looked awesome. Uh, Just like I said, I mean, we've seen enough from him to to understand why there was so much hot behind this kid. Um, we had a pretty much depleted O-line and to some extent depleted receiving core, and he just operated like a smooth criminal. And um, I think that this kind of performance shows uh, guys that might be in the portal still looking for a home, looking at you, Evan Stewart, if we can work the NIL deal out. Um, why you'd want to come and play with a kid like this. Elite players want to play with other elite players. And I couldn't be more excited and hopeful for the future. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, exciting. Oh, I, I mean, I agree with you hundred percent, Mark. Exciting off season here as um, my goal, even before today, bear, we talked about it the last week or so of the drive um i'm through nibbling at the edges you could say my i have unrealistic expectations i'm being unfair you could say whatever you want i don't care my goals 2024 like to me i want to go to the final four that should be the goal i will be disappointed with anything less Mm -hmm. yes if we lose in the elite eight i will be pissed off I demand to go to Omaha. Anything less than another trip to the College World Series is unacceptable. And quite frankly, I want to hang around Omaha a little bit longer than we've been doing once we get there. And Bear, Davey, I want to go to the college football playoff. That, to me, is a realistic goal. You set your goals high. They don't talk about going to the Sweet 16 or the Elite Eight at Kentucky and Duke. They don't talk about just making it to Omaha at LSU. And they don't talk about just making the college football playoff at Alabama. It's time to start demanding excellence. I think we can get there. I think we deserve to be there. 
And I think that is a fair mission for 2024. Make the 12 team college football playoff. We could do this. Hell yes. Think about this, Russ. Let's all think about this. Imagine if we could, if the cards fall as they may and Tennessee hosts a playoff game in the inaugural 12 team playoff in the Great Neyland Stadium. Imagine that environment. Let's all think about that for a minute. Well, hell, we can, we can get a buy. I mean, uh, my point is, like, let's not settle. Let's put our, like, let, let's stop nibbling at the edges here, man. Hell yeah. Let's kick somebody out of their chair and take their spot at the table. I 100% agree. And I, I do hope, like I said, after kind of seeing what we have in Nico, which I do believe the staff, you know, knew what they had to an extent. They just wanted to groom them a little bit longer. Uh, I wish we could have gotten him a little more run, uh, but I'm happy with the way it ended. But after seeing that he is going to live up to his billing, just keep him healthy. Uh, you know, let's build this. Let's build around this guy. Let, we, we've got him for, you know, at best another two years. We've got a two-year window. Let's go all in. You know, making a comparison, you saw when the Titans, you know, we made the AFC Championship that year. You know, you've got a slim window in these things. And then all of a yeah. sudden, it, it just gets depleted, and then you're back to square one. we got to put our chips in on the table, and we've got to make a move. I agree 100% with you, Russ. Let's go for some gold. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Happy New Year to you. Um, hey, can you hear me, Russ? I got you loud and clear, buddy. <laughs> Good deal. Davey, what, what do you think? Am I being unrealistic there in my – demand for excellence this year i don't think you are uh, no I don't, I don't think you're being unrealistic it's again we talk about it going to the 12 team playoff if you can be one of the top four teams in the sec you're likely getting in and and right now um you're in a good spot going into this year it's it's one of those things where we made sure like everybody you have to have a certain strategy whenever you're you're dealing with the nil and mark was talking about it and like i mean that's what Ole miss did they said we have a, a slim window. We have an easy schedule next year. We got to go all in this year of just getting those one year rent a guy type situation. And they're they're putting their push all out for right now. They're returning their quarterback. And Tennessee, we've we've said, you know what? We think we have the pieces uh, with with Nico, and we're going to make sure we put all our effort into bringing back the guys in the trenches. And by doing that, you're extending this this life for what we see right now. And it's one of those situations where Tennessee, they're going to have every opportunity to make that playoff next season. Uh, the big thing to me, the line that we saw play today, that's the other thing people need to keep in mind is, is not the, that's not the line that. Yeah. I saw somebody say, Oh man, uh, you know, when they were struggling in the first half, Oh wow. We really opened the checkbook for this offensive line. It's like, well, no, we opened the checkbook for four guys. You only saw two of them today. Yeah, Dragons we and Campbell weren't out there. So yeah. it will be different once those guys get in there. I mean, our, our left tackle and, you know, one of the better guards we've had around here in a long time, Spragans is good, really good. Um, so I, I kind of like the way Heifel seems to be building what he's got versus – yeah, could you guys see him doing what Lane's doing this year? Potentially, but this isn't the season to do it for Tennessee. If, if if that makes sense, I just I'm more comfortable with what you know 
and hopefully they they recruiting and just a good mix and then cherry picking the guys that you know is going to fit your system so let's get running back you bopper in here running back you bopper what's up man what is up guys hey Good how's it going happy new year from georgia thank you you too I'm man enemy hedges as always but hey guys i'm <laughs> very excited about 2024 russ i know you've been on the uh high expectations i'm right there with you but i'm ready ready to see us go to the world series go back to omaha get there and progress even further but hey man this team with Nico, this is great. I mean, to all you haters out there, stay home next year. Stay home next season. Ooh. Who, who's who's hating? No, there's there's still some cats on Twitter still out there doing their thing. You know, I, I haven't been on Twitter, and probably since last time we talked. You know, guys, did we did we waste this dude for a year? Did we did we just? <laughs> Like no, pass on a year of Nico Iamaleava. Are we going to look back on this and be like, what? Not even look back. I mean, are the people that are looking at it now and saying that was freaking stupid? Are they right? No, because and here's why I say no. None, none of us, none of the people that think it that'll call in and say that have been at practice, have been inside the building, and know what's going on with his development. This was his, I think I'm, I, I don't think I'm far. If I'm wrong, I'm not far off. This was the 15th game of organized football that he started. Yep. He, he's just, he's, in, he's, he's incredibly, incredibly talented. Okay, so it's his 15th start. It would have been Joe's, what, 70th start? Like, of, like yeah. does that matter? <laughs> here's, here's what I would say, Russ. I don't think you win any more games this year. If like if it's Nico over Joe, could you lose one more potentially Kentucky? But my thing, and and this is what people are going to look back and say, you know what? It wouldn't have impacted you for 2023, but it would have made a difference going into 2024. I, that's one of those we're never going to know. It would have helped him for the reps. I also think though we saw it today he's got that issue of um, thinking holding he has on to the ball to too damn long. I I could have easily see him getting hurt. Uh, but you can't live in your own fears. So the, the only thing I would say is there's likely there's a high likelihood he gets hurt from taking a shot from one of these uh, SEC edge rushers, linebackers, and I, I, I'm thinking that's probably why Hype on them waited until they did because there's still a lot he needs to learn. And guys, I, I think I don't know. Davey, I mean that 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 was the big thing for me, Davy. Like the nightmare scenario is that. Um, killer from Alabama that we're getting ready to watch. Uh, what's that kid's name? The linebacker, the quarterback killer, Dallas Turner. But I mean, I, I don't know. I just like, like today. I didn't have a problem. I wouldn't have had a problem with Kentucky or Vanderbilt, but an 18 year old green ass freshman like that. When you saw today, I, I don't, he had a fantastic day. This He has no ceiling. I mean, Finish up for us, Bopper. No, sorry. I was just going to say. I think. I think he'll make it. I think he'll make it and and grow with progressions. And I think Barry, you mentioned it earlier that he needs. He does need some meat on his bones. I've I've seen the kid since he was here. You know, during recruitment and Knoxville. And man, he has got he's got to eat some protein, bud. But no, guys, thanks for taking my call. Go big orange. Looking forward to the baseball season with you guys. 
Hope you have a happy new year and a blessed 2024. Catch you on the flip side. Thank you, Bopper. Appreciate you, my friend. You know what's actually a good comparison for this, Russ? It's it, just in a one-year sample, not necessarily looking out for ahead, but it's, it's kind of like the Titans with Ryan Tannehill where it's like, you know there's not a whole lot you can gain from going with him. You see what happens at the beginning of the year, and, and then you move on from there. But it's like Nico in the situation, it's, yeah, the season at this point, whenever it's like you could have turned to him, you're not going to make the playoffs, but you're at least seeing if he is the guy that you're you're able to build around. And we saw the flashes today. I mean, the stat line wasn't great. Uh, the thing for him was he was just really good around the goal line and was able to punch it in a couple of times. He was good the, around the goal line. He was decisive. A lot of the incompletions were actually drops. And, look, and you know, no, none of us will ever know uh, what it would have been like, but – I mean, there there is a very strong case to be made that if you know they they had just seen Nico a year ago, you know this is not back in it's not like he got here in July. He got here a year ago and said, "All right, is this dude as good as Joe right now?" No, but if we put all our eggs in his basket, he's going to be much better than Joe by the time the season gets here. Build around him in spring practice, off-season workouts, fall camp, and by the season gets here, like he'll be, he'll be good enough to beat that crummy Florida team. And who knows, man? I like, I, I think there's a very, yeah, you, maybe you lose to, to Kentucky, but maybe you beat Florida, maybe you beat Alabama, maybe you go ten and two. I think that's just as likely that you win some more of those games as opposed to losing ones that you actually won. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, and we'll, you can make arguments on both sides of it and we'll argue about it for the next, you know, however many years, what could, what would have happened. Let's get Christopher in here next. What's up, Christopher? Christopher, are you there? Christopher, turn your mic on, brother. Christopher. Can you hear me? I can hear there you. There I am. I'm on. I guess it's, there he it's is. weird. I've I've spoken to y'all many times before, but I guess this time maybe Twitter was weird. I don't know. I guess I'll come in strong. My big thing that I've noted based off of the halftime call-in show is it seems like people are more excited about hating on Joe than they are than being excited about Nico. It's like, yeah, Nico looked great. He had amazing poise, looked solid, had some good throws. But rather than be excited about the potential, they would rather focus on, oh, well, Joe didn't do this. And so I guess my biggest point is what is Joe's biggest crime? One, he's not Hendon Hooker. And two, he led us to a tie for our second best record in 15 years. We all love Josh Dobbs. We all love Josh Dobbs. He went eight and four as his best record, which is exactly what Joe went this year. But for some reason, we want to send hate toward Joe. And I just, I just don't understand that. That's, I think, what I just, I cannot wrap my head around. I don't know that the hate is necessarily directed at Joe. Yeah, there's some snarky comments here and there, but I think the disappointment is directed at Heupel. That's fair, yeah. And, oh, 100%. That, that, 
the fact that, you know, he, he was quote unquote fooled by Joe Milton, not once, but twice. Like he started Joe Milton over Hendon Hooker. If, if Joe Milton hadn't gotten hurt against Pitt in 2021, we might never have seen Hendon Hooker. Like, think about that for a minute. He, like, Heupel is a loyal guy, as proved by the fact that he stuck with Joe Milton this year. Like, he's not gonna, a guy who jerks around quarterbacks like Steve Spurrier back in the day. He's like, oh, you make one bad play, send the next guy in, see if he can do it. If, if Milton had gotten hurt against Pitt in the second game, 2021, we might never have seen Hendon Hooker. We might not have beaten Alabama last year. We might not have gone to the Orange Bowl last year. Joe Milton wasn't winning those games. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. So I think people give him a mulligan. And it's like, whatever. Like Joe did get hurt. We got to see Hendon Hooker. Great. You did it again. <laughs> you, you let Joe Milton go out there and quarterback the entire season while you have this guy who looks like a number one draft pick, looks like the same, looks like a taller version of Bryce Young out there today. And you let him sit the bench the entire season while you went eight and four with Joe Milton. So, like, I, I think that's the perplexing part is like, here's this guy who's a quarterback whisperer who is an offensive genius, a savant like offensive mind, and yet he can't deduce who is the, the best quarterback on his roster. It's weird, it's alarming, it's frustrating, it's disappointing. And I think that's where the frustration comes in, Christopher. Right. So, okay. So I, I understand that. I agree to an extent, but name one singular game that the Nico from today changes the outcome of. Cause I don't think that, I don't think it changes a thing. If you want to argue that giving Nico the experience of the whole year, that's fair. But I, I feel like that's a different argument. I feel like whether you start Nico or Joe at the end of the year, your record is going to still be the same. I don't think Nico wins you Florida. I don't think he wins you Alabama. He doesn't win you Missouri or Georgia. You're still eight and four. If like, if the argument is that planning for the future by giving Nico the starts, that's a fine argument. I can't really disagree, but I just, I think my main point is that, Joe has been your best quarterback. He's been your third best quarterback in the past 15 years. Number one is Hendon. Number two is Josh. Number three is Joe. But the difference is quarterbacks that were way more uh, outside of JG. Everyone hated Garantano. I'm sorry. You know, he is what he is. Everyone hated him. But Joe has been your third best quarterback in 15 years. And the amount of like just absolute vitriol that he's gotten this year is so undeserved. That's my main argument. I think. Well, I, I don't like it when it gets personal against the player. Yes, but absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do find myself watching this game today, wondering what if a lot, because I mean, this kid is, he's the real deal. And yeah, he's he's looked so good. I won't disagree, but with that, like like I said, he doesn't change an outcome of any game. And if you take that into account, Joe has had your second best record tied with Josh, who everyone loves, in fifteen years. So like I, I think my main problem well, I, is it's like people hate on Joe 
when he's been your second or third best quarterback in 15 years. You can love Nico, but you cannot hate Joe. You can be excited yeah. about Nico, but you can leave Joe out of it. I don't. But people would I, rather. I I'm not going to argue with you show, about. People would rather uh, come on. Christopher, and thank hate. you, man. Appreciate you jumping in here. I'm not going to argue, guys, with you know which games Nico would have won or you know all this stuff because it's pointless. Like we we don't know, but it's obvious that this dude does things you can't teach. He has a natural feel for the game that Joe Milton doesn't possess. Case in point, the third his third rushing touchdown there at the end, where we're going big, we're going jumbo under center. We smash it up in there with Sampson on first down. I thought we got a bad spot. I thought he got much closer to the goal line than they gave us. But on second down, we do the fake toss, and he's going to roll out to his left, which is awkward. Everything's covered. Everybody in this chat right now knows Beyond a shadow of a doubt. What happens if Joe, Joe Milton puts that ball in the 10th row? Nico makes the quick split-second decision. I'm going to tuck it. I'm going to run. I'm going to wriggle through. I'm going to score a touchdown. No way Joe Milton makes that play. No way. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, Russ. So, you know, how, how many of those plays throughout the course of the year where, you know, Joe Milton just does something where we're, we're all watching it on TV – Saying, what does he think? Like, what is he doing? How many, how many of those plays, A, don't happen, and then B, the special plays, the play that Hinn and Hooker made, that it's just, it's not there, it's not what you coach, it's not what you teach, it's just a dude making a play. You know, how many of those bad plays that Joe made are, are don't happen? How many great plays that we can't even conceive of do happen? Because Nico can make that play and Joe can't. I don't know. Probably um, not. Probably. I'm sure nobody's mentioned the one play that I that I, I think was far and away the biggest his his best play of the day was that the Ramel Keaton back shoulder. Yeah, he can put the ball where he wants it to go in the really narrow windows. Um, Accurate incredibly he looked that was his accuracy because like you said he had some drops now, i don't know what all goes where he wants it to go yeah and keaton once again this year missed another uh, keaton left a lot of money he he could have been drafted if he catches all the balls the touchdown balls that hit his hands this year or, or he just kind of messed up on his route yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, Nico's. I, I'm not arguing with any of that. I, all I'm saying is, I don't know if, you know, none of us really know what he looked like over there in practice. What if he's just spraying interceptions? Oh, come on. I'm just saying, you never, you don't know you, for sure. You know, he's not spraying interceptions in practice. He we'll might not be heard. He he might not be making the the jaw dropping. Oh my God, play. But. I think I, we, I we, probably, we may not know. We I have a hard time picturing that guy looking anything other than excellent in practice. Yeah. That's everything that we've heard is that he looks amazing in practice. I, I mean, Davey, like you've got sources over there. Have you heard that like Nico is not looking good? All I hear is no. this guy's the next Trevor Lawrence. He's amazing. He's got things you can't coach. Everything we saw today. Yeah, that they anticipate him being great. That's the thing, though. It's it's still kind of in that that future tense where there's. The, the raw talent's there, and we saw that today. And, again, 
another thing we need to talk about is they had a month to prepare for this game. And I know we didn't hear Joe opting out until this past week, but all indications are they knew from the beginning whenever they were practicing that this was Nico's game to start. So the kids had a month to prepare as a starter, and you're able to see that talent. You're able to see him do some of those things where it just wows you. And so going back, I just don't think that the coaching staff earlier in this season and then towards the midway point whenever you're still like six and two – they're thinking we need to go ahead and we need to make the transition to Nico. I think there were a couple of games they were hoping they would have a much better lead and he's able to get out there and play more UTSA to be one. Um, but it, it's we're never going to know. But you can see the talent and hopefully he's able to go into this offseason, continue to get a better grasp of the offense. And whenever we hit 2024, that just becomes second nature to him. He's able to go out there and make Heisman-like plays. Let's go from one Christopher to another. Christopher Gabriel of KMJ Fresno, our next speaker, CG. Jump in here. Happy New Year, my friend. Russ, Davey, Bear, Happy New Year to all of you from California. Happy New Year to everybody hanging out on VR. Well, what a great way to start out the year, 35-0. I'm going to try not to repeat what uh you know a lot of the points that have been made already uh, but i'll say this russ you know you and i have talked we, you me bear have talked on your program a number of times and for for me what i see today being is the result of nico not playing until today and here's what i mean he arrived as we all remember he arrived with the vols to go through Orange Bowl practice last year. He got to see Clemson up close this year. He saw Alabama. He saw Georgia. He saw South Carolina, Texas a and everybody up close. And one of the things that we have heard Josh Heupel say repeatedly about Nico is that when he gets a piece of information, it sticks. When he makes a mistake in practice, he doesn't make it again. And I think the result today was, of course, He's poised, he's confident, he's in control, incredibly athletic. He throws a beautiful ball. You never saw balls thrown behind guys today. You know, the back shoulder throw, the the naked bootleg. It looked like a naked bootleg that Peyton did against Alabama so many years ago. And then he makes the adjustment and finds the end zone. I really believe, in, and again, you've said this. You, Davey Bear, you've all said this. I think that that what we saw today was a lot of, of experience that was in his head, and he simply went out there and allowed his athletic gifts to take over. Were there mistakes? Of course there were. He held on to the ball too long a couple of times. He tried to make a play every time when a lot of times there wasn't a play to be made. I think what we have here, guys, uh, I, I was covering for my – when I was at ESPN here, I was in Santa Clara – covering the Alabama Clemson game and I remember uh, I remember Trevor Lawrence that night we all do and the today's performance not in the numbers the numbers no not in the numbers but in terms of what we saw in critical thinking skills on that field and how he was in control uh, we saw that in spades today and I and I think it bodes really well for this team coming this fall Russ I I heard you say earlier you know essentially I'll paraphrase why shouldn't we be one of the four that gets a buy? I couldn't agree with you more. What? What? Forget about this. The other eight, an opening round game at home. Why shouldn't we compete for the SEC championship next year? And I'll just say this, and I know you have a lot of folks that want to talk. How great of a time is it to be back 
in Knoxville at Tennessee, a destination city, a destination school again. I was out here for the Lady Vols against Texas in volleyball. Guys, that's the national champion, and the Lady Vols were match point away from beating them. That program has elevated. Men's basketball today ranked fifth. Uh, Other Olympic sports, we're going to call them that, doing great. We're expecting big things from baseball. And I think that football has the unique spot in any athletic department of setting the bar for everybody else. And today it was Iowa and anybody, anybody who thought this game was going to be any different today, namely the guys on ESPN, were kidding themselves. The only two, and follow me here for a moment, the only two teams on Iowa's schedule that presented a good to great offense outscored them 57 to nothing. This game was going to be this today, uh, and no surprise there. But I think that this program really sets the bar for the entire athletic department. And they, I mean, what better way, what better day to do that, fellas, than today by beating down a not-so-Big Ten team 35 nothing. It was a total barrel job, CG. Just an absolute ass-kicking of epic proportions. And um, it felt good, man. It felt good. I, I thought it was going to be a little bit closer, a little bit uglier. And, uh, you know, 14 to nothing at the half. Game got away from them in the second half. Um, but, man, that's, that's some bad football they play. I, I don't know what's going on there. We're getting reports from our Tucker Harlan, who's covering the game. He's in the press conference. And he's saying that the uh, Iowa media contingent is spending most of their time with Kirk Ferentz discussing the punt record that was set today. <laughs> They're very excited about setting the all-time and like that's I get what what is Davy the record is it's not like net punting right it, it's 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 gross like the, the yeah. guy punted so many times he's punted for more yardage than anybody in the history of football they're celebrating it as if that's a good thing yeah no, well I don't know if they say it's a, it's a good thing it's like the only thing they can really hang their hats on at, the, at this point I know uh, Troy Taylor had more yards punting this season than the offense had as a whole um, it's just just atrocious. Uh, there's a reason that Brian, this was Brian Ferentz's final game. And if you ask me, it's actually fitting that he goes out putting up zero points. Really, I would argue <laughs> it was negative yeah. seven, seeing as they threw a pick six. But, yeah, it's – like, let's just take a minute and actually commend Iowa fans. Like, that's what they get to watch every week. That's insane. That's, that, that's like they dedicate time, money, resources to showing up and supporting that team. I mean, we watched like Jeremy Pruitt era offensive football was probably as bad as it ever got for us. But those offenses average like 24 points a game. They average like 17 points a game this year. Yeah. Can, can I not even that? Can I jump on, on what Davey said? I, I couldn't agree with Davey more on that. You know, I've had a chance uh, out of being a native Midwestern. I've spent some time in Iowa City. And look, um, that that's a good town. Those are good folks. Uh, what they do with the Iowa Children's Hospital, with the Wave, all that. Is great stuff, but Davey's right. I, I mean, with all due respect to it, that football program, they, they've always had a good program, um, and, and their fans are loyal. They sell out Kinnick Stadium, but my goodness. I, I mean, they, they sometimes need to look in the mirror and think this is the team we're rooting for. They were 10-2. and two. Quite frankly, when you look at all those games outside of their losses to Penn State and to Michigan, 
They struggled, fellas. They struggled in every one of those games, which is why, again, and it's neither here nor there, but I, I, I followed this writer from Hawkeye Nation who's been covering Iowa for, for over 15 years, and he gave Tennessee zero chance to win this game. And, and you know me, Russ. I don't get any any of that stuff uh, when I call when I'm when I'm a guest on your show or when I, on Twitter X whatever. I, I don't really care about that, but I did find what he had to say interesting because I think that most of Iowa and the media that cover them and Tucker will be able to to share this with you, but most of them really thought that this was going to be a cakewalk by Iowa, and and I mean that's just delusional. Uh, but one one thing I want to say before before I go uh, again, a happy New Year to all you guys. Uh, looking forward to your new lineup. Uh, on your on your station, uh, Houston, uh, joining your program in the afternoon. And, uh, you know, the next time that I guest on your program, I've known you for years, will probably be the first time that Houston actually responds to me. Oh, shots fired at the fall rumor mill. <laughs> I don't know that he joining our show, um, it, you know, is, is going to make him respond. Yeah, you're probably right. So you're, don't hold your breath. You're right. Hey, guys, thanks for letting me on. Uh, my very best to all of you and your families. Thank you, Happy CG. New year, Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Christopher Gabriel, Christian Fresno, signing off today. And um, I mean, is there ever not a good time for Vol Rumor Mill to just get hit from behind? How long will his probationary period as a new member of the drive last? Oh, 18 months. <laughs> my good Lord. It's, an eight, it's always been an 18 months. The only person who's ever made it off probation was Rick Butler. Um, this might be inappropriate. I know it's voluntary reaction. I apologize if this offends, but I believe it was G-Man on Twitter who pontificated. Is it possible that maybe it's the sick kids in the Iowa hospital who are waving at the Iowa football players sympathetically? <laughs> oh Jesus Christ, Russell! It's dark, but it's funny. Like I didn't I, say that. That was G Man. He's a G-Man sick guy. Way, you never repeat anything G Man says. Not funny. You, you just chuckle lightly in the you know where nobody's watching. Jesus God Almighty! Ashley Schaefer Vol fan is next. I can feel it down in my plums. Ashley Schaefer, Vol fan, what's up? Guys, I'm about to blow a gasket over here listening to some of these callers. Um, Russ, I thought you laid it out perfectly. The only thing I care about as a Tennessee fan is that Tennessee makes the playoff, the Final Four, whatever the, the postseason championship standard is, that's the only thing I care about. I don't care who the players are that take us there. I don't care who the coach is that takes us there. And it's not unrealistic to expect Tennessee football to make a 12-team playoff, period. I don't care if it's Joe Milton. I don't care if it's Hendon Hooker. I don't care if it's Nico. I want to make the college football playoff in 2024. And that means you have to build a roster that can compete for something like that. That means getting quarterbacks like Nico experience during the year. We didn't win football games this year because Joe Milton is an elite passer. We ran the ball a hundred times a game. Nico could have come out and done that all year long. And we didn't do that. And that's okay. It's not okay, but we have to move forward now. 
And I think Nico is the quarterback of the future. And you clearly saw that today. There's other pieces on this team that are going to prevent us from going to the college football playoff in 2024. The offensive line play is abysmal. It's bad. Every big game we were in this year, we lost because those guys got pushed around. Ollie Lane, Dane Davis, these guys need to be recruited over. They're not good enough players. And if that hurts your feelings, they I'm sorry. Already, hey, they were already recruited over. We had Sprags went down. I mean, we had we're we got incredibly lucky in 2022, and that line basically went wire to wire, and they none of those guys got hurt. But those guys played banged up all year, and it was everybody, you know. Yeah, you won't you won't see those guys next year. That's actually. good. No, That's good. Those uh, guys are not good enough to be on the field. Wide receiver room needs to be recruited over. It has been largely, and I'm excited to see those guys next year. The secondary. Two of your starters are out for the year. I mean, that's and you might be getting both those guys back. You got a guy in the transfer portal. So it's like, I'm going to give the, the coaching staff credit for doing that. It, and again, every year you're going to have to deal with injuries. And this year was pretty difficult for Tennessee on that front, especially on the offensive end. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see what they're able to, to do as far as still waiting to hear about if Bruce coming back, Deontay Thornton's coming back. Deontay Thornton's not a good player. I do not want to see him on the field again. Um, The secondary needs to improve as well. Um, But ultimately, it's not about whether we won or lost certain games with certain players this year. It's about making the college football playoff in 2024. That's the only, that's the bottom line. It's the only thing that matters. And so that's not how they view it over there, though. They're, They're not viewing what can we do in 2024 or to make sure we make the playoff in 2024. Versus winning right yeah, now. Well, that's a, that's a problem for me as a fan. That's a huge problem for me as a fan. And if it's not the coach's priorities, then we need coaches that do have those Why? priorities. I, I, can, I can't name you one program in all of college football that thinks that way, though. Ashley Shaperfall. It's a problem, Davey. It's, it's a pro- Wait, what, what is the problem now? I, the I problem is that you're, you're sacked. I, I, I'm not going to put words you're, in your mouth. You're not taking care of. You're thinking of next year instead of this year. That's That's the problem. And not and not just next year, but you know, well, I, I reject the premise of this conversation. I mean, you can do both at the same time, and that's what good coaches do. That's what Nick Saban does. That's what um, Harbaugh does. Is you're 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 doing both, and, and obviously, it's going to be a little bit different if you're in the playoff. But look, man, when I, when I talk about the expectations being high, like it's not always going to be like that. It's there are going to be years, and, and truth be told, this is probably one of those years where. You know you're going to take a little step back. You you just don't have it. Um, but I mean, we're going through. You know, CG kind of described this period with, you know, the freaking volleyball team is killing it. And uh, you know, you you better you, you better hit while you have these opportunities, man. And um, because as we have learned here, you don't know how long they're going to last, man. They don't last forever. And this is a we're going through a good time right now, a good period. Time to bring home some hardware, man. So that when there is the inevitable, you know, cycle down, whenever that happens, hopefully not for many years, we have we look back on, hey man, remember the the 2020s, man, the roaring 20s? That was a good decade, man. We remember we won a couple championships in football and basketball, went to won the college world series, like we need to need to start bringing home those titles. Now, stop nibbling at the edges. Thank you, Ashley Schaefer-Vall. Let's get the man, the myth, the legend, Magic Mac, 
in here next. What's up, Mac? I am so sick and tired of hearing about Nico and Joe and the ifs and buts and candy and nuts. Shut the fuck up. We just butt fucked a slow 10 team that was supposed to be a, a top five team, top five defense, won the slow 10 West, and y'all want to get on here and bitch like a Karen at, at freaking Cracker Barrel that didn't get her fucking mashed potatoes. Shut the fuck up. Y'all have beat that fucking horse to death. Hell, Kunta Kente didn't even get that many ass whoopings in the movie Roots, and y'all just continue to just beat the fuck out of it. Shut the fuck up. Now, with that being said, to all the Iowa fans crying on the bird and uh, the, the commentators on the game, oh, the, take a knee, just take a knee. Bitch, we play in the SEC. We play fucking bully ball in the SEC. We're going to butt fuck you in front of your family and make you like it. They, we don't play buddy ball like they do in the slow 10. We going to butt fuck you, and that's what we did. The slow 10 sucks. They finna get butt fucked again here at, and in Rose Bowl. Fuck y'all. Merry fucking New Year. I'm out. <laughs> Magic Mac has left the building, ladies and gentlemen. He's wiped himself off on the curtain and climbed out the window. <laughs> oh, God. That needs something else, man. What, uh... He's got a lot of good points. There were, there was a, there, there were a lot of moments of, yeah, these guys don't, um, this interception is going to be overturned, but um, there, there were a couple of moments uh, the commentators was like, yeah, these guys haven't watched much Tennessee football. They haven't really done their homework. Starting from butchering Nico's last name on the first pronunciation attempt. To, yeah, like the whole, oh, gee, I, the pearl clutching over our last possession was was pretty comical. And the just complete unawareness of uh, Parker Ball's situation, his role. that He played to a T. I mean, grabbing the face mask in agony, <laughs> that was a great touch, man. That was elite. Like I don't know why. I feel like the kid's got. I mean, he's our game one starter at that position. Next, I think year. he's done. I think this was. I think he's out of eligibility. He went out with a bang, man. That was. Are, are you shitting me? I, I don't know. I don't know that for sure. We'll get an alert listener to look that up for us. But I'm. I'm pretty sure he's done because uh, if, if it does, it'll go down in history as one of the great legendary last shows. I mean, from grabbing the face mask and then like jerking up and grabbing it and clutching at his leg. Like even, I mean, Daniel Day Lewis is is over there well, going, man. That that's an artist right there. <laughs> it was something. I kind of enjoy it that we do that. I think it's I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so so ridiculous, so cutthroat, <laughs> so underhanded and dirty, and just. I well, love yeah, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Underhanded and dirty about the end of the game i've said it before man he's he's got i mean he's got a lot of oklahoma in him there's time I, the I, don't, clock. I don't he's think going... that's underhanded and dirty I, I i and i i i say underhanded and dirty in a good way you know they just they play if there's time on the clock he's scoring 
He's yeah, not going to stop running his offense. He didn't score. I mean, we could have scored. He did. Like, I think it's kind of funny we throw that ball into the corner and so like that's kind of like really. Uh, but then, like, we got the first down and and we went over and shook hands and like get over it, man. Come on. Yeah. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? I do that. I do like that about Heifel, though. Let's get Trey's terrible takes in here next. What's up, Trey? Fellas. No, no offense to Magic Mike, but I want to keep flapping my dick suckers about the whole Joe versus Nico thing for eh, probably another three or four months. And Bear, it's nothing against uh, it's nothing against Joe, man. He he seemed like a great guy. I was the biggest Joe fan at the start of the season. It just, dude, we were saying it all year long. He's not the guy. And and Nico came out and proved today. And, and to to Christopher or whatever who who came on here and simped for for Joe. I think he does. We we do we do win that Florida game with Nico, or at least have a better shot at it. I think Alabama might have gone differently, but again, it's all what ifs. It doesn't matter. The point. The, I think the biggest point that all it's not Nico or Joe in the swamp is my argument on that game. I think if we had a, a healthy Cooper Mays, we'd probably win that. That's game. A, that's that was the biggest problem with that one. But that's just my personal opinion. But I, I might be wrong. But I mean, you do realize that. If I'm not mistaken, I need to look it back up. But I think I saw somewhere Joe had like the uh, the eighth best season as a quarterback in Tennessee history this year. I, but is that due to scheme? Top is 10. that due to scheme bear? Like, or is that due to his actual talents? I I no no clue, man. All I know is that you know he won eight. He he lost one. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't have probably lost. And that's a Florida game. Yeah. Mizzou was a better team than us this year. Alabama, obviously, I'm watching them right now, better team than us this year. And uh, Georgia's still probably the best team in the country. So, uh, to me, it, it all comes down to that Florida game. And I can't put that all on Joe. Well, and who knows? No, Bear, I – And the other thing, I'm just – all I'm asking the, you know, people on your side of the fence to, to think about is, what if you do bring that kid in and he gets his shit rocked and it ruins him because that could happen. I mean, our offensive line, you know, bear wasn't, wasn't horrendous, especially after the first, you know, six games after we got a uh, maze back. But, but, but my point isn't, it, my point isn't bear. I'm not here to bash Joe. Cause you know what? He, he was a great, you know, a great teammate. He wasn't a terrible quarterback. He wasn't a good quarterback, but my point is, is that Heifel, in my opinion, has made the wrong decision now twice on quarterbacks. And maybe maybe it was a Joe thing. Maybe he just, for some reason, just they see all the potential in him. But anyway, that's that's what was frustrating, was all year fighting. And you were bare, you were one of the people, but fighting you guys and then being vindicated. And it, you're going to be a little frustrated. I mean, it's not one of those things where, unlike a Jamie, how, I told how you are, so. Who's, 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 who's frustrated? For me, who's me us, the Nikonistas, we're frustrated. Why? Well, Trey, I'll take a play. I'll take a play out of yours. So you're saying going 12 of 19 for 151 yards and averaging 1.8 yards on the ground, mm-hmm. like that's that's vindication. Oh, Davey, that's, do you think do you think we were seriously? Oh. Davey, do you think we were seriously trying to pass the ball this game? We took one deep shot, Davey. One deep shot. Do you we, think we were really yeah. trying to rack up yards through the air? Or we, we didn't play a conservative-ass game to mask our offensive line? Just trying to go from yours, I mean, well, the offensive line did absolutely fine. They were uh, allowed Dylan Sampson to average 6.7 yards Running, carry. Not pass protection. Your pass protection was terrible this game. They schemed around that. 
I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if I need to fight that point, but if you want to make it, I don't think there's an argument that we were clearly uh, not trying to throw the ball this game as much as we normally would. So, I mean, point is, guys, I, I will drop this argument. I just – I feel vindicated, but it's frustrating because I think we could have had a better season than we did. And we will disagree with that. You know, you, we, we can all agree to disagree. But I will say on the flip side, I have – I am actually genuinely enthusiastic and happy about what's to come next year. I think we've got a championship-caliber team. I'm not going to say what kind of championship yet. But I think that we've got an elite-caliber team coming back. And, and we've got the piece that we've been missing. And it's – it's Man, it's going to be fun savoring that for the next eight months and just waiting for what's to come. And that's that's a good feeling. So, lose Trey. Oh, oh, thank you, Trey. Oh. I appreciate you, my friend. Portions of this voluntary reaction brought to you by our friends over at the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Uh, have really appreciate. Marshall Griffin and his team, their support of the show this year. And we remind, especially our military friends listening around the world, those of you who have armed services members in your families, let them know about the Griffin Law Firm committed to giving a voice to all active duty reserve members and veterans who face criminal allegations by the government. Whether you've been accused of a serious offense like fraud, assault, or DUI, or if you're facing administrative separation or having to defend your security clearance or license against adverse action, the Griffin Law Firm is ready to represent you through those challenges. No matter the circumstances, if you're in trouble, they want to help. Let Marshall Griffin and his team of experienced military attorneys make your problem their problem. For a free consultation, call them anytime at 888-707-4282 or just visit their website, griffinlawdefense.com. That's griffinlawdefense.com. Remember, remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. Your mission is their mission. Joshy Boy is next. What's up, Joshy Boy? What up, Russ? How's it going, man? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well, thank you. Yeah, Russ, uh, I was really impressed uh, with uh, Dylan Sampson today. 133 yards on the ground. What did you guys think of his performance? I thought he looked great. He's electric with the ball in his hands. I thought he left some plays on the field uh, the first possession or the second possession of the game. I think we ran a shovel pass to him on the first play that could have gone for big yards. There was another drop he had that could have gone for big yards. I think that he will get better. Probably the the biggest thing he has to work on is his pass protection. I mean, there are a couple of whiffs that he had and, you know, that was a problem for him last year. And you would expect that to be cleaned up by, you know, this is the halfway point of his career. You would expect him to be pretty dialed in on that. So like, that's gotta be a focal point knowing how important Nico is to our success. Like it's, it, you know, it's, it's not just the offensive line. It's these new tight ends and it's these running backs that have got to protect him to keep him upright so that he doesn't miss time next year. But I mean, Dylan Sampson, like he's, he's little Camara, man. I mean, he's, he's a star. I I could see if I were, uh, Cam Selden, I'd be 
working like a madman on pass blocking and just running. He's big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Samson's, like Russell said, little Kamara. I mean, he once he gets the ball in his hands in the open field, he can take it to the house. Explosive. Yeah, explosive yeah. playmaker. Bear, uh, you think uh, Selden, you think he has potential if he can work on a pass block and then uh, running the ball better? Yeah, I think his biggest deal, like I said at the beginning of the show, Joshy Boy, um, he just he just he needs to hit the weight room and he's just going to have to work at it, man. And that's a, I mean, it's, you know, for a guy his size, that's a, that's a pretty big ask to take on a, a, you know, an SEC edge rusher coming full speed at you, but you got to do it if you want to play at the next level. So, and even yeah. if you have to do it, if you want to play at this level, I mean, that's the reason, um, I, I think that you didn't see more of him throughout the year was because his, you know, his, his pass blocking isn't that great. So. But he's incredibly talented. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm uh I'm not gonna get on here and uh say that I think Nico should have started the whole year because we're not here to do that. We're here to be happy about the win. And Russ, I'm with you in the camp about I think it's our turn, Tennessee's turn to get back to Omaha. And Tennessee's turn to get to their first ever Final Four in Tennessee to make the 12-team playoff next year. Playoff for bust, Joshy boy. Say it. Speak playoff for bust. And, uh, Russ, what did you think about the Poly- Polynesian Prince getting the hat trick on the ground today? Three tutties. It's beautiful, man. He's, he's just scratching the surface. I mean... Like, you know how many 300-yard games, like multiple touchdown games. I, 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 I mean, you know, you guys know how I feel about the Heisman Trophy, but I, I think this guy's going to be in that conversation next year, man. I think he's that good. He's special, man. We have we. He's the best quarterback we've had since Peyton. There, I said it. He's that dude. Yeah, as uh, Bama takes it to the house for six. Yeah, I, I think we're getting ready to see an old fast. ready for this. I am too. Yeah, we're about to see a butt whooping. Yeah, I hope I hope Jim prepared his uh, prepared his ass for what's coming. Oh, Davey, uh, I've been going back and forth with uh, the night game, and I ended up picking Washington plus four. What do you think about that bet? Yeah, I'm anticipating that one being a uh, coming down to a field goal game. I know a lot of people are all on Texas. I'm I'm really I'm more intrigued for that game than I am the the one that's currently on. But but uh, I, I think Washington will give them a good game. I mean, Michael Penix Jr. has continued to prove the doubters wrong all year. I think he's got maybe one more game left in him. But I, I, I would say like a lot of people would not like it, but a Alabama versus Texas national championship. Texas yeah. and Oklahoma coming into the uh, SEC next year, just uh, go more to the conference's domination. Right. What do you guys think about potentially next year our defense getting better? Like, I saw, like, I know it's Iowa. They don't have a good offense and all, but 
I think next year our defense could possibly be maybe, if not top five in the SEC, but right there at six, maybe. Um, what I will say to that, Joshy boy, is you weren't able to see if this secondary, the pieces that we're planning on using next year, are actually going to be good or not. I was inability to really move the ball with the forward pass is so bad. You weren't tested in that regard. We're still going to see a lot more pieces as uh, we've brought in a couple of guys from the portal. I'm not anticipating anybody else going into the portal on the current uh, secondary, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what they're able to, to get out of these players. There's just, it's a lot of unknown right now. So I, I can't really, um, go too far one way or another just because it'll be be a very new look uh, defense for this team whenever you're looking at all the pieces that are going to be added to the puzzle. Yeah, I agree with that, Davey. And uh, out the door, guys, great win to end or to start 2024 for the Vols. And uh, hope you all have a blessed 2024. See ya. You too, Josh. Your boy, thank you, my friend. Here's my thing on the defense, guys. It's like, you know, are, are are they going to be top, top, you know, whatever he said, top in on the in the SEC in what? Like, what what are we? What measurement are we talking about? Because points per game is really all that. Okay, so so this yeah. defense that has been so much maligned was 38th nationally this year in points per game. They gave up 22 points per game. Like, is that? The Iron Curtain, no, but it's thoroughly average, maybe even virgining on on above average. And, and we when also, you, when you consider oh. the way we play offense and the number of possessions that are in a game, like our, we're going to give up more points, we're going to give up more yards because other teams are just going to have more opportunities. So there's like, uh, you know, they were actually twenty um, eighth in the nation in yards per play, which is probably like, you know, a better metric, 5.1 yards per play. So the defense, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you that it's anything special or great, but it's not as bad as some of our fans make it out to be when you watch college football on the whole. Oh, no, and we also uh, lost one of the top 10 cover corners in college football. Halfway through the season. I mean, we lost our best guy back there in the back end. So, I mean, there's some moments. I mean, we can't – let's not lie to each other. Uncle Fluffy, uh, he's, he's shown up a time or two this year, Russ. But he got the shutout today. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Corn Pop is next. What up, Corn Pop? Poppy. Hi, hey, fellas. What's up, man? We got you. Bear, Davey. Happy New Year, fellas. Good to hear your voices. Happy New Year. Happy buddy. New Year, Jamie. Uh, Peronos. <laughs> so, just some house cleaning uh, uh, items here. Uh, was it Hannah at halftime that was giving um, Chadwell hell for not uh, – he's down at fucking Liberty trying to play Oregon, and, and he's getting beat, but, uh, but that's uh, – that's a slide on Chadwell. I didn't. I didn't understand that. It, 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 was, it was more of a slide on Davy, but um, 
Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. He is he's in fucking Liberty. And he's Oregon. in a New Year's Day game, uh, bowl game. Hello. Yeah, Justin Hanna, you dullard, <laughs> man. I mean, good grief. What are you Hello. doing? Hello. Um, and that Magic Mac, he sounded like the Hodge twins. Y'all y'all heard, seen those guys on Twitter or Facebook, the Hodge twins? No. I have not seen them. God, you guys live on, you all do pay attention to nothing politically, do you? You do know who Corn Pop is, though, right? He was I, a bad dude. I try not to. Okay, right, that's fair. Uh, it's it. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. <laughs> I got tough. enough bullshit. I'll in my feel life you, brother. For... <laughs> um, you know, I remember you, you bring up a good point, Russ. That Nico did, does look like the best quarterback we've had here since Peyton Manning. In in the limited, you know, that we've seen him, man, he just looks dynamic as hell. Uh, but funny you bring up Peyton Manning though, because. You know, he got thrust into starting a lot of games his true freshman year. Damn if he didn't look polished his sophomore year. Yes. Well, and Peyton, like, it, and I know this is a dangerous errand, right? Trying to compare college football in 2023 to what it was in 1994. Yeah. But it, it, go back and watch those games. He was the different guy in the bowl game. Peyton Manning was not a good college quarterback his true freshman season in 1994. He just no. man. It was those games were hard to watch. Yep. But in the bowl game against Virginia Tech, which was played in the swamp that year because they were renovating the Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, uh, Peyton did win in the swamp. Um, he was a completely different guy, having had an entire month to prepare for that game, uh, and that was like the first glimpse of what we saw for the next three years. Yeah, man, you know, you bring up a good point there too, Russ. I mean, just watching college football in the mid-90s compared to where it's at now, man, it's up and down the field. It's wide open. And when we were growing up, it was it was too tight to fullback and a power out formation. And, you know, play, you know, any, any, you know, we never saw guys line up in a shotgun. And now that's all. Nobody lines up under center. Nobody. It's just such a weird, you know, such a change. Yeah, it evolves, man. You know what's you used to have the single wing and mm -hmm. the T formation and the wishbone and like football changes. It'll change more, you know, and that's yeah. going to be something that's going to be interesting for me. Uh, I think for all of us to watch is like, how does, if, if Heupel's here for 10 years, which, you know, we all hope he has a long and prosperous reign, right? but um, like the game is going to change and he'll have to change with it. And it'll be interesting to see if he's able to continue to evolve as a young coach in a game that is, as as we all know, is is going through tremendous amounts of rapid change, right? Yeah, now. for for some some damn reason, I don't know why you got the best thing going and you're you're fucking with it. I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, this this portal shit's got us. They've got to get a rain on this. Or it, it's you know, in this this opting out of bowl games has got to they got to figure something out, man. It's uh it's really taking eyes off their their product. And I hate that because, man, I I love how you, I love I'll never get tired of your, you know, when Papa brings you in for the for the for the bowl <laughs> games. But uh, it's true, man. I used to love to. I would watch the Hall of Fame game. You know, it didn't matter. I just oh, watched yeah. college football, man. The Independence Bowl, man. Let's you, go. You, I know. And so um, I just hope they get this under control before it's gotten too far down the road before they can bring it back. So, um, but yeah. Um, the guy, Nico's, uh, Joe Milton's boyfriend that called in earlier, uh, was crying about how we're, we're attacking him. Like he was, he's the fifth best quarterback in 15 or third best quarterback in 15 years. I, I about spit my drink out across the table because, uh, I don't remember anybody, uh, in the last 15 years running out of bounds short of 
first downs when it was, when the first down was available. I, I don't remember anybody running out of bounds on the last play of a football game. Uh, I don't know, I remember anybody running towards the first down marker and doing a 180 and coming back towards me. Uh, I, I don't, you know, Joe Milton wouldn't be Joe Milton without Josh Hopple. I'm sorry. He got ran. You know, he he was uh, he he left Michigan because he couldn't get on the field. Um, the only re, you know, it's like it, it's like um, Trey said, "Hey man, uh, it, it, give me an orange and let me, you know, I could throw it 90 yards through the goalpost for you." Other than that, he's not any good. He's in, he's inaccurate. He doesn't make good decisions. Good luck in the NFL to you though, because it's going to make Hopple look good to have get two guys in there. Uh, but that being said, let's just keep it. Let's keep it factual, guys. Joe Milton. He is a uh, he is not a good quarterback. I'm sorry. He's got a strong arm. He's not very smart with the ball, though. I'm sorry. It's just I've watched enough football. And guys, if we're being if we're gonna be honest, y'all watched a little bit of Nico today and a few little bit he, we had earlier in the year, and you watched a whole lot of Joe Milton. Who's a better quarterback? Come on, it, it's it's obvious. It's obvious who's a better quarterback. So knock it off. Anyway, uh, we got a whole off season, man. I'm so glad you guys are back. Looking forward to, I don't know why Houston thought he could set out the VR, but that's all right. We'll, we'll give him hell on in the morning or uh, at three o'clock. So, uh, look forward to that. And, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys go. I know you got a lot. Um, and thanks for, thanks for doing the VR and looking forward to some more, uh, 2024. Y'all hang in there. Thank you, corn pop. Appreciate it. Couple, couple of things on that. Um, what he's referring to is I think Milton's actually going to go down is uh, for in several key s statistical categories. It's uh, top 10 as far as like best performances ever for a Tennessee quarterback. Um, and and I'll, I'll agree with Jamie on the fact that that doesn't happen without Josh Heupel. Uh, the other point he made was he, he said college football is like the, the best thing going right now. Why would you change it? And the answer to that question is it's not the best thing going. The NFL is. The ratings clearly show that they're trying to get more of an NFL-like feel. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. A lot of people don't want to see that. A lot of people do want to see it. But that's uh, the reason behind why you're continuing to see the changes happen like they are. So just wanted to I mean, give I mean, you an answer that question. Uh, you know, the obvious thing to me, if, if you want to get rid of the opt-outs, you're going to have to collectively bargain with the players and contractually obligate them to play in these bowl games. Otherwise, they're going to continue to opt out. That's what it's heading. They're going to have to come up. They're going to have to come up with some kind of revenue sharing with these guys. And it's not NIL. They got to get that under control because, I mean, they're these coaches are right. I mean, it's pay for play. I mean, it is. We Everybody does it now. You're paying to play. So, but, you know, that's in the, the transfer portal. I'm telling you is the worst part about it. They've, I don't understand why, why is it a bad thing? If you get just one free transfer, we well, have that now. Well, no, now you can, I can tran these kids could transfer three times and still be eligible this fall. Well, the, that's a lawsuit that's currently ongoing, and there was a court order that allowed um, for a set amount of time they put a stay on it. But potentially, yes, you could be able to continue to transfer, um, but that's still to be determined. I, I would say the the reason, and again, like we, we act like when the NCAA set up the structure, it was called a student athlete for a reason, and they put the student first so they could go around avoiding to pay them. There's still several things in which they operate with their windows that are around the school structure or the, the school semester structure. That's why the portal 
dates right now are open while, you know, you would still have time to enroll, get set for the next semester at your new school. I don't see a situation or at least a solution right now uh, to where they're going to be able to fix that. I know a lot of people don't like it. Personally, I embrace the chaos. I, I love how chaotic everything is at the moment. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. Let's get Adam in here next. What's up, Adam? Adam, turn your mic on. Are you also seeing the wheel? Uh, yes, I am. He's got the wheel, Russ. Sorry, buddy. And the wheel of death has claimed its first victim of 2024. Very sad. RIP in peace, Adam. We will get you back someday. We'll see you someday, somewhere, somehow, in another life. Nathan is next. What's hey, up, how's Nathan? Going? Let's, let's get one thing out of the way because it's a waste of energy. Nico is much better than Milton. We don't even really need to discuss that. What I want to know, in your opinion, is going into next year, name a quarterback in the SEC or the country that you would pick over Nico right now. Next yeah, year, like coming back next Jaylen year. I'm worried about next year, not past. Just, just, just for a, just for a one year. No, our future. Like, yeah, one year. Let's do one year. Whatever you want to do. I just, just one year. Um, who'd you say, Davey? Jalen Milrow. I'd say Milrow. Yeah, that's a good one. Milrow. Uh, Gabriel. You guys are smoking crap. Gosh, Almighty, I They're agree. They're crazy, Russ. Nathan. They're crazy. Come on, Russ. Back me up right here. Russ, Russ, back me up right here. These are bad, bad choices they're calling out. Nico's the prince who was promised. I'm you, man. You just tell me just Wait, one year so next okay, year. Look at it. He named somebody you trade so for. for a one-year deal, I took a guy that uh, was a Heisman finalist and is probably going to lead his team to a national championship, and that's a bad pick. I'm just, it's my, I'm just wondering what y'all think. Plays for Alabama, dude. They got five stars at every position. Exactly. Well, they tried to bench the guy, and then they didn't have any other options there. Well, yeah, I'm just telling you, the, guy, well, the guy's looking pretty yeah, good right now. They tried to bench him. They tried to bench him. That's how good he was, Davey. They tried to bench him. And yet he managed to get his way back on the stage for the Heisman. That's he, pretty remarkable, he's, if you ask he's me. Pre he's a pretty good player. He's a pretty good player. He's not worthy – of sniffing Nico's jock. You know it. I know I guess it. if Milrow's your best choice, that, that answers my question. We're in pretty good position with the quarterback. I mean, if you can't think of more than one or two people, that's pretty good, right? Pretty good. Pretty good. We got our guy. Defend me, Russ. I'm going to hang up. And we're going back to, to be defended. The, the transfer portal makes everything crazy, and that's one of the great things. Like, we don't. There, there's still a lot to be determined. The, the big news that did happen today, which I think is good, is uh, like you're not having to worry about it. Cam Ward announced he's going to go to the NFL draft instead of transfer to another school. Saw that. I uh, also saw where Uwe Ungalale is going to Florida State. Yeah, DJ, I saw yeah. that. So that'll be uh, that'll be really interesting whenever they, get, they, they face play off Clemson? against Clemson. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> this is going to be great. I have a uh, feeling Quinn Ewers. Quinn Ewers. Uh, there's a chance he comes. He said he's going to come back. Now I say if they find a way to win the national championship, uh, he probably goes ahead and declares because mm. it's not like you're going to be able to increase your stock. Who's that kid, um, Malik, um, that transferred to Duke? Murphy. 
Malik Murphy, he's, he's another. Yeah, this is going to be a year where we're going to see the next, like, crop of – it's it's interesting to see. I wonder, you know, I always sit and wonder who it's going to be, which one of the these kids are going to be the next, you know, big thing. But I do think we definitely have a guy that could be the next. You know, I wrestled earlier. They think they've got the next Trevor Lawrence over there. I didn't realize All I'm really was- getting at is I'm totally hypo. I've got enough trust in hypo. Um, the flip side of the coin, because I, I don't, I don't know that we'll ever know if if this was a second. I will fully agree that uh, on the Milton Hooker thing, but we'll never know on this year. I, I had no idea least. Nico was as fleet of foot as he is. The way he's like moves in the pocket and on the perimeter, not even like the plays where he actually runs, but like buying time and keeping his head downfield. I mean, good gracious. It's outstanding. Oh yeah. You know, like again, I was bad as they are on offense, like pretty good defense, man. They're not a just terrible, slow, big 10. How much did Michigan score against them, Davey? Uh, It's like 26. And we had a defensive touchdown. But we also we also called up the dogs and put in Gaston. Like we could have we could have easily scored in the forties today. So what was the? It, yeah, yeah, you're right. We got a special one, boys. We got a special one. I, that was my overall impression of the day. Was it was like watching? They just look young to me, in, in all of them. Uh, it's not just Nico. There's talent all over the field, and they just look young. And uh, I'm really yeah. – now I've reached the point where I, I can't wait for the first game next year. Adam, I believe we got you, man. Go ahead. Turn all right, you got on. me this time? Got awesome. you. Uh, Mr. Mack, sir, that was the greatest call I've ever heard in all my years of listening to sports media. We are all smarter from having had listened to it. I appreciate you, sir. Um, I'm also over the whole – Joe Nico thing because guys, if uh, Nico is as good as we think he's going to be, then all this year is going to be remembered as is a successful bridge year, which hopefully that's all it ends up being. And I loved what CD said about the um, essentially Nico is not going to be surprised by anything he sees from this point forward. And I saw him in an interview this week. He said that in high school he just kind of let his gifts take over. Uh, and his athleticism takeover, and this year was about learning the game and learning this level of football. So if that took place and next year they can say, okay, kid, go let your gifts take over again, then we're going to be all the better for it. So um, all that to say, I'm I'm really excited. And uh, I wanted to see what you guys thought about um, the Alabama-Michigan game because I'm, I'm between a rock and a hard place because I hate cheaters and I also hate Alabama. So I'm, I'm just kind of mad in general watching this. But uh, – yeah, that, that's all I've got for you. Thank you, thank you all for doing this all season. Uh, thank, thank you, Adam. Um, to answer your question on Alabama or Michigan, I, I, I've kind of the more I've thought about the way in which the future is moving for college football, I think I'm going to find myself rooting for SEC teams more more often than not. Uh, and the main reasoning behind that is I, I go back, and everyone here knows that I'm a big fan of ACC basketball. Will you look at the revenue distribution that has happened for the ACC teams and you've seen their product fall off? 
And you just never want to be in that situation where we look at the Big Ten versus the SEC and where college football is heading between who's going to ultimately be the power product there. The more money you have, the better off you're going to be. Obviously, the more you win, the continue you continue to dominate against that competition, the money's going to be there for you. And so with that being said, I want the money continuing to come into the SEC. And so I think in that situation, it's better off if the SEC continues to dominate. This Alabama punter's got nothing on Parker Ball. Rolling around like a dead fish on the field at the Rose Bowl. That was incredible. Leg run into. That was incredible. Mr. Brooks' performance. This is your king, Davey. Milrow, you guys see him just fall down like Marvin Harrison back in the day, catching a ball over the middle of the field. Just fall down. Third and long. He's, He's three yards away from the first down. He just falls down. Doesn't even take on the contact. This is your king? It's not my king. Here's the answer to the question I was asked earlier. <laughs> That's part of it, too. I, I don't know. I'm not like like Trey was saying, vindicate using – when you use words like vindication and frustration, that, that kind of tells me you're, you're come from, coming from an emotional point of view on it. And I was just – all I was saying was, you know – I didn't. I, I I didn't get that part of it. Yeah, I've got reservations. He only went three of twelve on third downs. I don't know, guys. Who Nico? Yeah, get out of here. You know, get out of your numbers, nerd. Nobody wants to hear that, Davy. I was happy to see we only had three penalties on the day. That's something to talk about. They're like the all of the first I, quarter, I they? constantly. They did a good job there. So shouts out. Now look, he, that was another good thing that he did today. He didn't get he wasn't loose with the ball at all. The one time where he took his eyes off of it. Yeah. But the announcers are right. I mean, that's a freshman mistake there. Go ahead and get those rookie mistakes out of the way. Yeah. God, he's gonna roast NC State, isn't he? <laughs> all right, we, so we gotta like are we Brew is is back basically. They've said he's coming back. Um, really? Yeah, you've got squirrels back and then you know, Thornton, they're saying he might transfer again, which here, here's the thing with Brew and Thornton, man. Both of those guys broke their damn legs, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not like they had a high ankle sprain that's going to be 100% by spring practice. No, they, they, they fucking legs. broke their legs. So it's like, it, you know, they'll be able to, they'll be healed and be able to play next year, but will they be as fast as they were? You know, Brew was never the fastest guy to begin with. Like Thornton, speed is a huge part of his game. Yeah. So it's like, where are those guys at? And then how quickly can um, the guy from Tulane get up to Brazil? Yeah. And, and, you know, can you get into Evan Stewart sweepstakes? It sounds like that's a long shot, but he's the kind of guy, like, if you get him, you have to get him. My point being, we need elite talent at wide receiver um, Nimrod and Webb, nothing against them personally, but we need better players at those positions. Well, yeah, to be able to, so that Hypo can fully, fully exploit the talent, the arm talent he has a quarterback. Cause I mean, that kid can put it on a dime. I mean, nobody's, I mean, he's incredibly accurate. We need dudes that can outrun, uh, DBs and can catch. We need elite guys. 
Well, the big thing with me with Brew is just his ability in the uh, run blocking. Oh, yeah. So I agree, Davey. He's a beast. Speaking of beasts, Justin Hanna is next. Chronos called it. Well, yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Look, hey, I ain't taking shit from nobody who wants Mike Tomlin fired. <laughs> I mean, so he he can go go to hell. Let's just get that out of the way. So I was just making a having a friendly jab at Davey, and he took it to heart. So, oh my gosh, hey, uh, so how y'all boys doing tonight? Drink from the keg of glory, Justin. Pretty damn good. Well, I, hell, I mean, I'm. I'm already sitting here scheduling my trip for the college football championship game next year. Like, I've got the hotel book, the plane tickets, all that stuff. I'm designing my 2024 college football national championship tattoo. Yeah, I mean, that. No, seriously. I might just go ahead and get it next no, week. No, I, I, a young bookmark this now. We're hosting the playoff game next year. Why are we hosting? Why, why, why don't we have the box? Well, even better. At, at worst, we're hosting the game. Okay. At worst, we're hosting the game. We, we are going to win 10 games next year. Uh, George is also bringing back Carson back. You could probably put him in that conversation. Fuck Carson back. Uh, Carson back, ain't, he ain't shit. They, Carson back ain't going to have them uh, the tight end with him next year. Looks like an anorexic Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Get the hell out of here, Carson Beck. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 now, he'd be lucky if James Pierce doesn't knock out those big horse-looking teeth of his next year. Yeah. that that's I'm not worried about Georgia. Uh, yeah, and I ain't worried about Carson Beck. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I ain't worried about no damn body next year. I fear nothing, guys. Let's I, go. I, 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 I am like on my third jug of orange Kool-Aid this afternoon. <laughs> Wait, you got PGA in it? Hell, maybe. Maybe. I mean, hell far. I mean, we are going to fuck people up next year. And it's going to start in North Carolina. We're going to walk the dog on this. And, I mean, we're going to have the receivers. we got the running backs. And and this kid from Tulane, he's a stud. This receiver we got coming in. Does this be the most anticipated season since when? Twenty uh, two thousand two, maybe. I mean, we were pretty high, or you know, we were pretty hyped even after everything that happened. Oh, one. Yeah, twenty sixteen. So I wasn't so, so I, I wasn't excited about twenty sixteen because I knew who we had for a head coach. <laughs> I knew I knew where we were heading. I mean, Ray Charles could say. I don't know. We were all feeling pretty froggy back, uh, um, heading into that North Carolina State game down in Atlanta. Yeah, Doolander was still our guy, and we and we and we burnt them just all night long. So now, twenty sixteen, I mean, like I said, Ray Charles could say where we were heading with Butch Jones. I mean, they not uh, beginning up for that season open. Do what now? Still, still preseason top ten. We were Hawaii five and zero, buddy. Yeah, but I uh, just knew, you just knew it was going to end bad. I mean, the, the guy that way he wasn't my, he wasn't meant to win a win big here. Never was. I uh, and and, we, and and we've got the best quarterback. I'm with us, best quarterback we've had since Peyton Manning on, was on campus. I mean, they absolute best. I mean, he going off. The, you're going off of one game against Iowa on that. 
Reaction Monday. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I don't even give a shit if he wins the Heisman or not. But he's going to be in the conversation. I'm telling you, mark my words, and, I, and I'll come on here this time next year and admit I was wrong. But we are, we're fixing to go on a, it's going to be a 98 run next year, guys. Calling it right now. You're right, Justin. Got calling it, calling it right. You heard Even it here first. Doing... Justin Hanna's calling the shot, ladies and gentlemen. Like I, I, Babe Ruth pointing to the stands. Look, I, I tell you, I mean, even with Willie Martinez still on staff, we're going this far. And is he still going to be on the staff next year? Looks that way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but we got a quarterback who can overcome him and Uncle Fluffy. Slick Just like Willie. we had last year. Who can hide their the deficiencies? What'd you Why call you him, Russ? Uncle Fluffy, Justin? I mean, we just shut down Iowa, dude. They scored zero points. Yeah, but Uncle Fluffy still shows up, though, Davey. Hold on a second, Russ. Did you just call him Sleepy Willie? Slick Willie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> you got me tickled over that. Sleepy Willie. Oh, my God. Sleepy Willie and Uncle Fluffy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyway, guys, like I'll be glad. But and like I told, I told Bear, by the way, like I told Rust during halftime, I'll be glad when y'all get back to work tomorrow because I've had to talk to my girlfriend for the last seven days instead of listening to y'all in the afternoon. So I'll be glad y'all get back to work. And 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 did 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 Tucker ask the question, Russ? That is, I don't think he did. Uh, first of all, in Tucker's fire defense, him, fire him uh, immediately. Shut out Marcus. Um, apparently somebody asked Heifel a question about Milton and the opt-out and Tucker said it, it got, coach Heifel got pretty fired up. So, you know, he's, so, he's not, he's not quite ready locks. to stick his head in the lion's mouth. Yeah. So, so we have to change locks at the new fan run stadiums, right? That yeah. was, that was the, the requirement. Oh, or when we fire somebody, off. we fire, I mean, we will have him up there in his fan run gear. We'll come up there and strip the uh, logo off his shirt and then the public flogging. Right. Throw rotten fruit at him. So that's a great, great time to be had there. So, oh gosh. But anyway, guys, like I said, I'm going to get off here and get supper ready and everything. But I've had fun this season. I, I can't wait for basketball. So, and, you know, I'm sure we'll have a fight over Rick Barnes at some point the next month. So, uh, but I've had fun during football this year with y'all. So, but y'all have a good night and a happy new year. Vols up to number five in the latest AP poll. Uh, we got uh, conference play against Ole Miss Saturday with voluntary action live from Cress's wedding. That's going to be incredible. Davey, you coming to town for it? Oh, yeah. I'll All three there. of us together. What could go wrong? Alcohol? Smashed. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. As king of uh, the station fantasy football realm, Russell, are you going to invoke your right? Well, since you brought it up, Bear, you know I wasn't going to say anything, but the keg of glory has been. I mean, I've been feasting off of it for. It seems like ages now. Like to my 
beloved West High School's second consecutive state football championship. Davey, I don't know if you're aware of this now that you work for OutKick, but uh, a champion was crowned last night in Fan Run Radio's Fantasy Football League. I was not uh, informed of this. Who ultimately is the champion? You may you may kneel before me, Davey. Bring me your finest meats and cheeses. I beat um, I beat Cody McClure. Beat Cody so badly he quit fan run. <laughs> so badly, <laughs> look at me. The, the, the dude packed his car and moved to fucking California. Beat his ass so bad he moved across the country. And then I beat uh, Charlie Collier so bad he quit too. In the championship. He just quit? Just like, just, like I'm not even yes, going to set like, the rest of the lineup? Uh, no, he said, I no. He quit he said, the station. He, yeah, he quit his job. Oh, I, I did not know this. Oh, he didn't. I'm not saying like he threw down his controller and, and rage quit. I'm saying he quit his job. He said he, quote, couldn't bear to look me in the eye. Wouldn't feel like a real man, end quote. Wow. That's sad. And on aggregate, Dave. The drive was the number one show in the league. Performance on the field. Championship mentality, championship pedigree, championship DNA. Woke up this morning, pissed excellence is my first act of 2024. And, uh, you know, it's not my style to hang on the rim. I think you know that about me, Dave O. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I hope that the rest of the guys at the station still realize, even though I am, I have ascended uh, to God status, to God tier. And, you know, I I will continue to walk among mortals and they may address me as champ, 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 or his championment championess for the next year at the station. But other than that, I mean, same old humble Russ. Oh, good. I'm glad, I'm glad to see you're not straying too far from your roots. Just show up, put my nose to the grindstone like anyone else. Poor Houston. Houston had that team that he he always played the low points every week. He raced out to what nine and one. Yeah, I, I he wasn't the same after I slapped him around in the middle of the season. Everybody realized the Emperor had no clothes. Yeah. Marcus Young, he made he thought he had something going. But enough about that. Enough about that. We'll we'll have a full recap tomorrow on the drive. Man, the future's bright with the football team, isn't it? Future's bright the whole way around, man. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard for me to repeat next year, but the, the future. Are you, are you still talking about future. your damn fantasy? Oh, you're football? you're talking about the Vols. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Roberto, good evening. Evening, gents. What's up? Hope everybody's well. Uh, just watching Alabama and Michigan. God, the Big Ten is awful. I don't know. This thing looks like a fist fight. Well, I understand. Alabama isn't even the best team in the SEC, though. They're the SEC champions. But what I, and and what I moreover, what I'm saying is, Tennessee just woodshedded the third best team in their conference, and Tennessee's not great. Yeah, I could. I would probably make an argument that you know, Penn State's better. 
That's probably yeah. fair. And I think I don't know. Did they play Wisconsin this year? I don't think they how'd, did. How'd, how'd the Luke Fickle project go up there this year? I mean, they gave they LSU, LSU everything LSU. they wanted today. I guess it's the way to look at it. Yeah, but they ended up losing with LSU missing their best player in the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Where I mean, yeah. All I know is this tonight, guys. I'm going to go to sleep, and either Jim Harbaugh or Nick Saban is going to be staring at a ceiling with their stomach churning with acid about what ifs. God, I love you, Bear. You just made my day. It's a win-win. Tennessee kicked the shit out of Iowa, and then one of these two cocksuckers is going to bed miserable tonight. (laughs) And then next week they're going to bed miserable again. Whoever wins this game is going to bed miserable here in a couple weeks anyways. Because Texas or Texas or Washington is winning that cha- national championship. I feel it down in my plums, Ashley Schaefer. I put uh, twenty on Washington. I've got Washington at plus two thousand to win the national championship right now. I th- think that's my number. Oh. Uh, I think I'm sitting on that ticket. Yeah, I am sitting on that ticket. It's plus two thousand. But anyways, I, guys, uh, you know, I just really pleased with the way they played. But can can we stop the revisionist history bullshit as a fan base? Everybody, well, if Nico plays against Florida, we win. No, we don't. We were missing 40% of our offensive line, and Ollie Lane was playing center. So, essentially, we're missing 60% of our best offensive line. Can we please stop that? Can we all act like adults and just be happy? I don't know, Roberto. He looked pretty good. He looked Do you really adequate. need a center? When you stop and think about it, when you got Nico... Does it really matter who's playing center? Y- yes. Yes, it does, Ross. Oh. oh, okay. Are you making a joke? Or are you are you are you being doing the kind Russ thing? Of, I don't know. I just uh, I, I want I'd like to see it. I, I mean, mean he, we only gave up with our best offensive line we could field today, we only gave up seven sacks. Knowing what you know right now, Roberto, you can hop in Doc Brown's time machine and go back to that Saturday in the swamp. Are you telling me you're going to run it back with Joe? Tell Sadly, me? yeah. Uh, I, I didn't detect a lot of conviction in that one, Roberto. I said, sadly, yeah. <laughs> you said, sadly, you give it, yeah. Uh, with the same offensive line? Yeah, with the same offensive line as would have played against Florida. Yes, Bear. That's what Russ is saying. And I say, absolutely not. If we gave up seven sacks to a bunch of honkies from Iowa that can't move, we would have given up 20 against that Florida team with Nico back there. Because Nico is still young. He played well. I'm excited. We're going to win a lot of games next year. We're probably going to make the playoffs. But uh, I like uh, I like what Hannah and those guys are saying. Uncle Fluffy's, you know, I mean, we shut down a, a moribund offense. But I'm still not impressed. I'd like that we brought a lot of pressure. My question to you guys is, do we trust the back the back five today just more? Or do we just say the only way we're going to stop these guys from going over the top is to sack them? Well, well, what was it defensively that, that made it different? Because we looked like a different football team today defensively. They can't First pass. of all, or, are they awful? the word moribund. Second of all, uh, yeah, I think they're just terrible. And like there were – you know, Ricky Gibson got beat a couple of times today, and they just didn't catch the ball. And uh, I thought mm. Turrentine 
Well, had a nice game today. You know, he had the yeah, pick. I, well, yeah, that pick. That pick was nice. That was the best defensive back play, best play by defensive back by at Tennessee this year. He surprised me. He he was the yeah. bright spot to me in the secondary. But it, it, I mean, it, it, Iowa. It's almost so as if we had let him start it. <laughs> I think you have to take that into account. When yeah, they're really this bad. game. I, I just sort of it's like it's whatever, man. I still expect to give up a ton of yards and a ton of points against good yeah. teams next they, year. We just got to outscore them. I mean, they they put their backup quarterback in in the fourth quarter, and he ended up leading the team in rushing. <laughs> That's scary. And he, I don't, he didn't look like he was too eager to to run anymore after um, was it Tyree that finally caught him. Tyree West when he blew him up. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> yes. I meant to go back. I'll do it. I've got it on DVR. The the look on his face. Yes. It was in slow motion as they're going to commercial as he was getting up. And it was it was yeah. like yeah. I mean he's when, freshman. When it, like Deacon Hill finished with a QBR of 0. 0.5. Po- 0.5? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> they are so bad. Oh, he my fucking God. looked like to me, man. I immediately thought I was like, I got like Jared Lorenzen, right handed Jared Lorenzen. Uh, no, nah, I was, he looked like grit. If somebody told me I was Grit Knox's kid brother, some big ass <laughs> dude with a beard, exactly right. Quarterback. Oh, my God. Dude, he was, he looked like skinny Jared Lorenzen. Like when Jared Lorenzen was his skinniest, that's what he looked like. That guy was fat. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> blind, he couldn't see James Pierce standing out there looking at him. James Pierce really- with the pick six. Beautiful. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I, I just don't see how we can all sit here and just be kind of downtrodden in any way. I mean, like we just whipped a team this rate. I mean, we're going to end up being a top fifteen team after this week. That's going to happen because they're going to they're going to say that's where Tennessee needs to finish because this is what they'd have looked like with Nico if X, X Y Z or happened. We're going to be a top 15 team. We went 9 and 4 this year. It's the second best record at the University of Tennessee in the last 20 almost years. Like we should be happy. This is if this is the floor for Josh Heupel, which I think it might be, guys, we've got some good times ahead, man. And I, I'm just, you know, I have nothing better to say about it. I think uh, I think you're about to see the best bowl game of the season. I think I think the b- two best teams are squaring off here in about what three two and a half more hours. I'm really excited for that game. And guys, I just really appreciate all the time you guys have spent after games this year with yokels like me. It means a lot, and uh, I really appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you, Roberto. It is our pleasure, and we couldn't do it without our sponsors. I want to tell you about the third of our terrific. Triumvirate of sponsors tonight, and that's Jamback Farms in Maryville. They're a local farm here in East Tennessee specializing in hay and bedding products for your animals. If you have horses, horses eat a lot of hay. I don't know if you guys were aware of this, animal expert Russell over here, but uh, they have to eat food. They're big and they require lots of hay. And that's where Jamback comes in. They have premium Western products like alfalfa, as well as specialty hays like fescue-free and low-sugar hay, and of course, your regular clean grass hay. And they got it by the bunch, and they've got quality product, not like some of these other folks out here who are selling all sorts of just below-quality, substandard hay with uh, debris in it, uh, fungus and stuff growing it, make your animals sick. This is the good stuff. It's the real stuff. Don't compromise on quality when it comes to your animals, especially horses. 
choose Jamback Farms. It's not just horses either. If you got rabbits, guinea pigs, other furry friends in the house, Jamback has you covered with quality bedding products that will keep your animals safe, warm, dry, and clean. Check out jambackfarms.com for more information. That's jambackfarms.com. They also just started carrying premium quality non-GMO hay pellets and cubes for those that need to supplement their regular hay products. Again, visit their website to learn more. It's jambackfarms.com. Jamback Farms and Maribel, tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. We get back to it, and Senso is next. Hello, Senso. Senso appears to have been our second Wheel of Death recipient of the program. That sucks. He's been waiting a while, I think. We'll get you back in here, Senso. Try again. In the meantime, Brad in Nashville is next. What's up, Brad? Hey, guys. So, Ivo might have had the most trash offense I've seen all year. I don't I don't remember any much at any team play that was just that inept. Um, no, that's that's got to be. That's by far the worst offense we played against all year. Well, they're, like, objectively one of the worst offenses in the country by any measure. Like, you go look up total offense, scoring offense there – it's not like they're at the bottom of the big 10 or the, they're at the bottom of the country, like damn near one thirtieth or whatever, <laughs> however many teams there are like, I'm serious. Go, go look it up. Like they, they are at the very, very bottom of all those statistics. Yeah. Cause it was, it was a running gun battle with their offensive coordinator and whether or not he could uh, average 20 points with that thing in his contract. that he had to have. <laughs> Oh, he's fired. Like he had, uh, in the middle of the season, they realized he wasn't going to make it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that was the head coach's son. Yeah, it? yeah, it was. He had to fire his own kid. <laughs> but... The shittiest fucking offense. <laughs> they were garbage. Yeah, like, it, the season was half up, and they were like, hey, buddy, you know what? Even if you do get 20 a game, you're still gone. <laughs> I swear to God, you get. go back and watch it. We got really lucky that quarterback was so shitty because if he had thrown it to his running back, Right when the play got snapped there in the first quarter, before it, he would have walked into the end zone. Mm-hmm. They were they were dead last, one hundred thirtieth of one hundred thirty FBS teams, worst <laughs> offense in the country. But it's like it's even worse than that, guys. Because usually, if you look at these stats, you notice that you know the difference between like the sixty seventh and the sixty fourth team. It's like you know point seven yards. Right. It, it, right. It, these, there's so many teams. It's really close. Iowa was a full 23 yards worse per game than the 129th team nationally, really? which was Eastern Michigan. So it's like you had um, Nevada was 124th nationally at 300 yards a game, which is horrible. Right. And then you have a bunch of teams, Michigan State, uh, Akron, East Carolina, Kent State, Eastern Michigan, all like it's like 277, 270, 260, and then it drops to 239. That's what Iowa, they, they got 239.3 yards per game. Yeah, that's that. that and that's they played bad. the Big Ten championship game. We held them to 173 yards of total offense today. And they won 10 games in the Big Ten with that offense. Yeah, and most of it was given up on when that well, like two drives at the end when they're they brought in a true freshman to just run the ball up the middle and freelance it <laughs> until he got <laughs> depleted 
<laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lesson he's not going to forget. But uh, you can't really complain about giving up zero. So um, no matter how shitty they are, we still didn't uh, we still put him in a lock booth and just shut him down. So that's fine. Um, really happy to see Nico doing his thing. Uh, finally, uh, I'm not going to get into the Joe and Nico thing. We've beaten that dead horse, brought it back to life, and then killed it again. Um, it's fine. Uh, good luck to Joe. Hope he does great in the NFL and um, wins the damn MVP for all I care. I hope he does great, but I really want to see Nico um, lead us to glory next year because we're going to win. So we're going to put up some damn points with that kid, man. He's going to be good. Wait, can you imagine Joe Milton starting NFL quarterback, like just tearing it up, man? I'd love to see it. I hope it happens. <laughs> I hope he's on the cover of Madden 25. <laughs> that, that, that'd be fantastic. But uh, just. I feel really good about next year. I think that with the uh, wide receivers we're bringing into the transfer portal and the guys that we, some of the true freshmen we have coming in um, with uh, the, I mean, Samson and Selden. Selden look, Selden's a beast, man. I mean, I know that we haven't seen him play that much this year, but that's a big kid. He's a bowling ball. And uh, that we're going to, we're going to be able to put the hurt on some people. Um, yeah, he's just a puppy too. He's, yeah. He's a true freshman, isn't he? Yeah. Good. Get him bigger. Get him faster. Get him stronger. And we're we're gonna make some people wish that he wasn't play wasn't hitting him over and over again because that he's gonna he's gonna see some playing time next year. But yeah, just I'm I'm looking forward to it. I like the way our secondary looked, even though Iowa was terrible. That our guys still did their job. Um, and I guess it's a leaves a good taste in your mouth at the end of the year that way. I mean, 35 to nothing. You can't you can't bitch too much. So on to basketball season. Baseball's here in a couple of months, and um, hopefully we just keep on winning. But uh, love you guys. Um, good luck in the new studio and with uh, the new show set up, and um, I'll be listening. Talk to you soon. Take it easy. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate it. Bear, did you see the uh, artist renderings of the new fan-run broadcast facility that was posted? Yeah, 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 I did. Uh, did you Fantastic. see the, the picture the, the, to the question, what picture would you like to see on the Sphere this year? Out in Vegas? No. You didn't see that tweet from me? No. From you? Oh. I tweeted it out. What, what picture I'd it? want to see on the sphere. What was it? Uh, of me? Yeah. Which one? The one in first grade where Cody says it looks like you just shit yourself. <laughs> well, there's good chance that was the case. First grade, so... <laughs> Still learning my way around the playpen. Yeah, everybody loves that picture. A young Russ. I'm Little sure. did they know he would grow up to become the 2023 Fan Run Radio Fantasy Football Champion. Oh, for the love of God. How long are we going to have to listen to this? You could you tell, Bear. Me... You could tell back then, the twinkle in his eyes, championship DNA. You could tell. Good God, Michigan just got... Oh, McCarty's hurt. Let me get that fucking linebacker got him, I think. Oh, he's hurt. He's gimped. And drove into the ground. Beautiful. Senso again here. What's up? Hey, how y'all doing today? Doing well. How are you, I'm doing good. Um, I have a couple takeaways. Um, I don't know what the, uh, the big deal is about that one guy saying that Nico needed to be in earlier in the season because that that was never going to be the right thing to do, in my personal opinion. I mean, because like I think it was Barry I was saying earlier, like if you put him in 
and he gets hit or, you know, you just mess him up, I mean, that could hurt him for next year and in the future and all that. So I, I just never really agreed with people who were saying that, like, oh, this year was a waste because we didn't play Nico and, oh, y'all, everyone saw today, obviously Nico's a better quarterback, but, like, you could have hurt him for the future, in my opinion, I guess. I don't know what y'all think about that. Uh, how many uh, true freshman quarterbacks in college football uh, have, have made a big impact, have stepped in and played really well as true freshmen right away? The, the only one in, in my mind that ever comes up is this Trevor Lawrence. And, I mean, and when I think about Trevor Lawrence, I just get sad because I see him in that 16 jersey or whatever in that uh, while he's getting recruited to come play here. But, of course, you know, Bush got fired. Did he play as a true freshman or like he came in what? That was later in the year, right? Or no, he started that game at Notre Dame when Kelly Bryant was hurt. Right. I think he was a true freshman. I can't remember though. But I'm pretty sure he was a true freshman. I want to say Jake Fromm is a true freshman at Georgia. Oh, he was too. Pretty successful. And uh, my other thing, Boston wasn't bad. I was going to ask y'all: Is uh, a true freshman? It, do y'all know anything about AJ Harris from Georgia, a cornerback? Has he? Does anyone know if he's getting recruited by us or anything like that? I know Tennessee's trying. I think there, you know, so is everybody else in the country. So, um, is there any? Is there any nice leaders one. or anything? Not that I know of. I don't know. So, but. Um, all in all, today I was really impressed. I think we all kind of talked about it a bunch, but just his suave on the field, like how smooth he is, it's something I haven't seen with really any other player. Like everything looks so effortless when he's on the field. I don't know how or, or why. Maybe it's just like how he moves or whatever, but like everything just seems like second nature to him. And I th- I'm really excited about next year. I mean, I think uh, like y'all were talking about before, if, if 9-4 – is our floor, and then, like, I, the future is really bright for us. That's all I can say. The future is bright indeed. It's going to be a great 2024, Senso. Yep. Hey, thank you all again. Thank you. Sing it with me, Bear. ba na 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 ba Nico. ba na 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 Suave. It's going to be a lot of fun. That's right. That was a Gerardo reference, Davey. What do you know about Gerardo? He has the song Rico Suave. That's right. That's, that's the extent of my knowledge there. Did he get canceled? That's, that's really all you need to know. Gerardo? Like may, yeah. Why? I don't know. I just have this feeling he got canceled. Young Latino beefcake who liked the ladies. What's wrong with that? I have no idea. Got a problem with Rico Suave? I don't know. I don't think I do. Better not. We're going to have problems, you and me. You got to check that stuff out, though, these days. I don't want to... I don't want to start off... 2024, getting into a war of words with you. I have to straighten you out over Gerardo. You're going to straighten me out? I'll straighten you out. You? You're going to straighten my brother out? You do not come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. 
Let's see. Uh, this is Prince Rice jumping in here next. What's up, Prince? Uh, he's got the wheel. Well, we can't end like that. Somebody else jump in here. Prince Rice got the wheel of death. <laughs> oh, there he is. What's up, y'all? Uh, hey, what's up, man? I just wanted to say um, I did not expect that. They didn't score. Um, I, I, I wasn't in here, whoever said that. But I think the fans would have liked to see Nico more, you know, probably like in the fourth quarters or, you know, just in between. But I do understand what dude was saying about him getting hurt and stuff like that. So it could go either way. My opinion, I think Josh Heupel should have been putting him in there, you know, probably in the fourth quarter and stuff like that. But we've been having a lot of close games, so it's like, you know, it's been kind of hard. But I'm proud of Nico. Um, he looked like a vet out there. It looked like he's been playing. He didn't have any jitters, you know, really no unnecessary plays, unnecessary interceptions and stuff like that. So I'm actually proud of Nico. I did notice they had him doing a lot of QB draws and running a lot. I don't know if I don't know if Hypo was just doing that because it was a bowl game and he didn't really want to risk a lot or or if he was gonna have uh Nico kind of like doing that. You know, some teams actually do that. They have their quarterbacks kind of run. But um, but yeah, uh overall I liked the performance. We did really good. And I know we had a lot of guys opt out and stuff like that. A lot of new guys were stepping up, names I haven't heard. So that just gives me, you know, a lot of confidence for next year. I think we'll be better than eight and four or nine and four next year so yeah I'm proud of our guys well said yeah i mean nico had 15 carries today and it feels like about 10 of those were where he did like our offensive line the protection didn't hold up and he just tucked it and tried to run immediately and he's got uh like, first of all i think the offensive line play will be better next year once we get spraggins and campbell back and I think he'll be better about like just knowing when to run. There were a couple of times where like he thought he could run, but he just couldn't. And hopefully he learns that, you know, when he goes back and watches the film and then, and then just has more experience and knowing when to run and when to not, because 15 times running, like is probably a lot. Like if he That's runs 15 times a game next year, he's probably going to get dinged at some point. Yeah. But, I mean, I did see, but I, on the same, uh, you know, the flip side of that is I did see him uh, do something that really made Hooker just really dangerous in that he went through all his reads quick, saw it wasn't there, looked, you know, scanned the field, saw he had an avenue to, you know, run it for, you know, pick up a first down at the minimum, 10, 15 yards. He had several of those today where he just kind of took it. So, oh yeah, there, there was, uh, there was one where it was like, he's back there, he's under pressure. It's like, dude, just throw it, just get rid of it. And then he rolled out to his right and it's like, oh man, he's going to pick up the first down and he did easily. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've been trying to figure out who the hell, like, I mean, he's, he's not like any other quarterback. Uh, Bryce Young is the one that came to my mind. Is like he he reminds me a lot of Bryce Young last year for Alabama. Except he's like seven inches taller. I mean that's that's the only comparison I come up with. Uh, Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall draft pick. So yeah, do I think we got a good one. Do y'all see a little Johnny Manziel in there, or is he not? He's not. 
Yeah, oh. maybe a little bit. I don't know. I Manziel, I in all the <laughs> time I've watched Manziel, I've never seen him like be able to watch him play football and see him go through all his progressions like <laughs> I saw Nico do do today. Yeah, yeah. But thanks guys. Thanks for giving me the mic. Um great fan. I'm always I'm always here when you have the you know the space but thanks. Thanks for jumping in, my friend. Happy New Year. Appreciate it. Oh man. Future's bright, man. We I got, got cut. I got. Thing. We got to get fired up about this baseball. I mean, the boys probably reporting here towards the end of the month. Tony V and crew getting things rolling next month. It's here, baby. Coach your team, meet stick. You've heard reports that Vitello is traveling out of the country. International man of mystery that he is. God, hell, I would if I were him. Been the Maldives. Seems to be there's a lot of talent coming out of Japan as of late. Maybe, maybe make yeah. a stop over there. Honestly, we, God, it, I swear to God, it wouldn't surprise me. We need to ask him about that because anytime time. Davey he comes, uh, anytime we have him on when it's not in season, uh, in the background you can hear some type of baseball game. He's always out looking for uh, looking for talent. Doesn't surprise me one bit. I feel like there was a Japanese or Asian player that was coming over this year. We, we ended up not getting him or maybe he went pro or something like that, but there was a guy like that. And it was another two way, like pitcher hitter, like Otani, like guy, dude, if we could get, if, if we could get, you know, a, a, some kind of phenom out of Japan, you imagine like, how popular that dude would be in East Tennessee. Oh, uh, you remember, you know that, you remember that, uh, you know that the Super Drag tour poster of mine that you like with Johnny Majors in front of the orange and white rising sun flag. Do you imagine those things waving and Lindsay and Lindsay Nelson like that kid's go. picture on him? The orange and white rising sun. Stadium's looking good. I've seen a lot of pictures of they pretty much got the bowl finished in and you got to get the seats in there and everything. Do you get as jazzed up about the pictures as you do the artist renderings? Um, it's similar. It's a similar, like borderline erotic feeling. I get feel it down in my plums. Uh, uh Michigan's kind of taking it to Alabama here, boys. Yeah, Michigan's defense is legit. This is Davy's guy. This is the guy Davy would kick Nico to the curb for. Never Bill said Russ. that. Never no, see, so you guys, that's what Russ does, Davy. The, the caller pitched a hypothetical to us, and he was telling he me a one year rental. And he started slobbering all over Jalen Milrow for about 10 minutes. It was disgusting on Nico Day of all days. It's terrible. Disgraceful, really. As he scrambles for 17 yards and a first down. Well, I mean, if you guys want to crown him. I, no, I, I'm my, saying my, guy, my guy scored three touchdowns today, Bear. Had a damn hat trick. Davies boys in the Rose Bowl. For starters, Jalen Milrow is not my boy. I want to make that very clear. <clears throat> I'm excited oh. about Nico. The, the way Bear is trying to argue both sides of this point simultaneously 
uh, like it's a curse and a gift, Russ. Putting curse and a gift, like arguing for Milrow over Nico, while also picturing painting uh, Milrow as your boy, as <laughs> you guy. I don't know how I said Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> if you're just talking about a one year rental. And somebody knows the intricacies of Hypel system. Well, this Herb Street guy, I mean, he's like Benjamin Button aging in reverse. How much makeup do you think they have on this dude right now? A ton. A ton. I'm not looking forward to them being our A team next year for the SEC games. They don't. He doesn't annoy me as much as Dan, Danielson did. No, I, I actually like Herbie too. Um, like I, I'm, I'm fine with him. Um, Fowler, Fowler is one of those. I'll never guys, let it go, Russ. I, I'll never let it go. He's an elitist. He's smug. He's arrogant and condescending. And he's just not a very good play-by-play guy. Like, I, and he's a super talented broadcaster, man. He was great on game day. Game day has not been the same since he left. Um, he's great on like if like he does all those tennis tournaments like he's he's their main tennis guy and he's great at that but for some reason like i just i, I don't know what it is yet you know I, what I it is I'll, I'll tell you what it is you remember that scene in sopranos when when uh john uh, frankly it's hard i was explaining to john that that uh how he you know about his brother billy whatever happened there you asked me to you asked me to to to, to make my peace with I, I'll, I'll never forget what you know he was he was in the thick of the heist, and he, he definitely voted for Woodson. Oh, you know he fucking did. Idiot. Woodson wasn't even the best DB in the country that year. Yeah, the, the only I don't even care about the Heisman Trophy, but I I do harbor like this. Uh, really, did he want to call this trailer park trash? Yeah, he he a trailer park frenzy. Yeah. I just want to see Nico win that award and say this one's for Peyton. And then like Hypo holds back in the trailer. goes and grabs Charles Woodson and like they, they just violate him. They just shove that Heisman trophy straight up his ass as he's just screaming. No, no, please stop it. Don't step. It's too big. It won't fit. Shut up, Charles Woodson. Get in there. Just ramming that Heisman up his ass. Just ramming it. This is for Peyton. Uh, then, then, at that point, all will be forgiven. I'll be able to celebrate the Heisman again and look forward to it. I won't have anything to say to Chris Fowler. You remember what a big deal that was, though, when we were growing up? Like, it was it was huge. And, and young, like, people were like, you know, the next generation, they just, of Tennessee fans don't give a fuck about it. Nothing has ever would, made me more like I, I you know, I um, Pearl Harbor, 9-11, war, no like stolen election or anything, no matter which side you're on, like nothing pisses me off more than the 97 Heisman Trophy. I try like not I to bring it, it up. All the problems could be fixed with with one sentence of Nico getting up there and saying, "I 
proud to bring some legitimacy back to this award after the debacle that was 1997. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be okay, but I, I still want to see him like shove it up Charles Woodson's ass. He'd never pay for another thing in the city of Knoxville for the rest of his life if he pulled that off. He'd live like a king here. King Nico. He's already living like a king. He's on an $8 million contract. Yeah, that is true. So what else is going on as we wrap things up, boys? Put the bow on this. Any You guys want to... Uh, that's pretty much it for getting off the rails here. My elaborate depiction of uh, Violet Charles, Woodson. Charles Woodson pants around his ankle, you know, just suit like hypo holding him. Yeah. Shut up. You're looking at worse. Yeah. Nico just ramming that thing. Is that enough off the rails for you, you guys want to add anything else? You think it's weird that they've even made Herb Street's dog in a, a TV star? Yeah. That damn thing's groomed within an inch of its life. Just like Herb Street. Like, like if I if I got like a Rottweiler, could I bring him to work every day with me, Russ? Sure. Well, you have to ask new management. I think new management has a dog in uh, the new facility we'll be moving into this year. What kind of dog is it? Pretty big dog. It's not like a Rottweiler. It's not like a of a vicious temperament. It's kind of a, I don't want to say poodle, but I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a dog expert. It's like a fluffy, curly, fuzzy, like kind of, it's a big dog, but docile. What do y'all think about dudes that have poodles? Tell me honestly. Well, I mean, I can like tell. Half a way, I can tell by the way you ask the question what you think about it. I don't really have a comment on the poodle stuff. I know typically like guys having like a s smaller dogs, they'll get some pushback on that. But I mean, that's all my family had when I was growing up. All right. So what, what's less masculine owning a poodle or a cat, like single man poodle? Probably the poodle. Cause with a cat, you're just like, well, this cat just kind of lives here. You don't really have to take care of it. You know? They yeah. just do their own thing. You, mean you don't have to take care. You got to feed it and water it. Leave the door open. It goes out and catches its own food. They are very self-sufficient, Russ. I'm not a big cat person, no. So Too if you had a cat, you would just, you, you would just like leave it to its own devices. You got to go out there and hunt your own food. And then well, no, you I mean, back you got to keep a little bit of, a little bit of food in a bowl for them. Maybe a little bit of water. Sure. But cats are low fucking maintenance, my friend. Low maintenance. I'm being told uh, new management has a Labradoodle, which is a very masculine dog, in my opinion. I've always said. I like those dogs because you, uh, you can roll around with them and you don't come away with a fur coat on. They don't shed. Yeah, it's the shedding is gets me. There's a lot of maintenance animals. I just I, I reached the you know I point in my life and I don't share my domicile with animals. I've got two kids. That's that's enough. I don't I don't want to be looking for fecal matter 
I want to like feed like, oh, here's your food. I'm just gonna leave it on the floor all day. It's disgusting. Every typical American family needs to have at least one pet. Now I've had dogs. I've had cats. I think we had fish for a while when I was growing up. Um, it's overrated. Fish is a waste of time. I agree. You yeah, can't, those, like, you, you don't get the to, they smell. Have, yeah. You don't have personality. You can't get to know them. Now, if I were super rich and wealthy and had FU money, like I would definitely have a big oh. old aquarium with like all sorts of elaborate fish, but I would just like pay a guy, right? He would come over to the house and yeah. scrub the you tank. Yeah. Like and, a big saltwater aquarium. Yeah. I would just throw money at it and like, I wouldn't do it maybe once a day I'd sprinkle some food in there or something, but, um, no, anything beyond that where you got to worry, oh, is it getting enough oxygen? Oh, is that algae on the side of the... No, man. You can't do it. Who's got time? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, get, getting the, the pet for your kids could teach them about responsibility. Yeah, yeah, it could. You've obviously never had kids. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that's just nature. Kids, kids don't take care of the animals. Dad takes care of the animals. Yeah, that's that's how that. It works. always falls in, and that's why the animals always end up. And see, it's another thing. So you end up with, say, a dog, or some people, a couple of dogs. Now you got these two living things, who you didn't want to bring into your home, but since they're there and you're a good person, you open up your heart, and you start loving this thing, this living thing. And it's got a shelf life for like nine, 10 years. If you're lucky, 12 to 13. Oh yeah. Then, it's going to die. You, it's going to be traumatic. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Cat. If you've got an outside cat, I mean, it's, you know, they just don't come home one day. It's like, oh, and you can always kind of pretend to yourself, you know, they're out there somewhere. It's true. We got to get yeah. this basketball team going, boys. We're going to the Final Four, going in Phoenix, crashing at Haji's place in the desert. I had McClure just drove through there. He said it's it's insane out there. How so? I didn't realize how big it was. What the desert? No, Phoenix. Yeah, it's one of the, what, the fifth or sixth biggest city in, in the country? country yeah. Pretty big. Big time. Davey, any parting words, final thoughts, grievances? Um, I was debating whether I was going to drop the Russ Cole line when we were discussing the animals, and I held off against it, but now I'm just going to say it anyway. But, you know, a great uh, Russ Cole. Cole quote was death created time to grow the things that it would kill. Wow. That's a uh, sobering Davy. Um, dark. Yeah, it is. Speaking of true detective, did you guys see the new ones getting ready to start up? Yeah. yeah. I saw that. I, I need, uh, I might be ready for a rewatch of season one. I've I only watched it once. once. I've just finished it. That's the, still to me, the standalone's probably, I put it, it's on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Single standalone seasons of television. Yeah. Yep. Just it's it 
it's hard to top it. Well, the subsequent ones have not been nearly as good. Like you could even make the argument that they weren't very good at all. So I haven't, what do you guys, the, this new one, I guess it's in Alaska or something. Like, yeah. And the apparently- thing that's giving me hope is it's got, uh, I thought season three was better. Season two was just too weird, but, um, you gotta, the thing that made season one was the, the actors. And I think Jodie Foster's the star of this one. So oh, yeah. she is. The the big thing is, at least within the trailer, they're drawing some ties back to the spiral from season one. And obviously Russ Cole is from Alaska. So there's some talks like some of the things that he had come across will uh I guess reappear. Huh. I'm not sure to what extent, but yeah, I'll tell you what. Speaking of her, you want to see a, a fucked up movie? Just a maybe just crazy movie. Uh, what was it called? The Mauritanian. Have y'all ever heard of that? No. It sounds familiar. Is that currently on Netflix? I think so. It's on one of the streaming services. Yeah, it's insane. She plays this lawyer, and I can't remember. One of her family members is uh, killed in the nine 11 attacks, but she's like one of the, her characters like this, uh, the, one of the top constitutional attorneys in the, you know, in the U S and then she agrees to represent this guy, the Mauritanian. Is he at Guantanamo? Yeah. And it's, it's fucked up. It's, I don't know. So that's what I've got. I hope she's good in almost everything she's in, man. Clarice. Alaska will be cool too. I thought that was what made the first season as well, was just being fucking Louisiana's kind of funky weird like that anyhow. Great setting and then McConaughey, his best work in a great career, probably his best role. And uh, you know, Woody Harrelson like who's, uh, you, you don't think of him when you think of like our generation's great actors or whatever. But oh yeah. He was fantastic in that. Yeah, and even not seeing like, Zombie Land double tap. Uh-uh. White man can't jump. Which is a terrible joke. Don't 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 watch it if you haven't seen it. Have you have you ever sat down, David, and watched Big Trouble in Little China? Cinematic mm-hmm. masterpiece. Am I correct, Russ? I have not. Jesus. It's quality film. I mean, I've, just if you want to laugh. Until you're getting ready to start, just crying, and your 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 stomach hurts because you're laughing so hard. Watch that film. Okay, I uh, now I like Kurt Russell. I finally watched the new Top Gun last night. Maverick. It's better than the original. I thought so too. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, I, I'm of the take that the original Top Gun is super overrated. Probably. But I really enjoyed the. Second one, big Miles Teller <laughs> fan. It's all in the reflexes, Wang. <laughs> there's just so Don't many. There's with that one. That pound for pound, that movie's got more great lines in it. Uh, well, most time people... like this, you got to ask yourself, what would Jack Burton say? Old Jack would probably say, oh, "What the hell." I've seen a, what does he say? I've seen a lot of is it unreasonable. 
I need to go back and watch it. Sure. Sure. Why not? But yeah, the, uh, the, the new Top Gun was, was pretty good. It was okay. It's all right. It's all right. Did you catch the throw? What'd you think about, uh, what's her name? Uh, the Admiral's daughter. He's all grown up now. She was in a movie. Uh, oh God, what's that actress's name? Oh, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Conley. Yes. Remember her first movie, Russ? Her first movie. Well, she ended up uh, trapped in the target with, um, was it John Cryer? I just remember her in that movie Requiem for a Dream that was like almost hard to watch. That was pretty rough. Yeah. It was just like, it made you feel uncomfortable watching. Yeah. It. Yeah. Uh, like uh, purposefully, like it was like, they're just trying to mess with you, trying to make you feel bad. I don't know, man. You ever seen that movie uh, with what's his name? Um, Tim, uh, he was in Bull Durham. Tim Robbins? Yeah. Oh, God. What was the name of that freaky fucking movie? Something Ladder? Jacob's Ladder. Oh, yeah. With Tim Robbins? Where he's, where he's a Vietnam vet. and Yeah. Yeah. They... Yeah, that was, that was uncomfortable. That was weird. Oh, hell, they're showing a commercial for it right now. True Detective Night Country. Oh, yeah. This looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> fuck, yeah. Well, it's on Max. All right, boys. Uh, what a season, man. Let's put a bow on this thing. Nine and four, eight and four is not a great season. It's not a bad season. It's it's just meh. I said before the year. I remember having this conversation in July. Like, would eight and four be disappointing? And I'd be like, yeah. Uh, we said that at the time. I think that was, I was like, yeah, eight and four would be disappointing. And it was disappointing, man. I don't think that... We're not hanging a ban or anything, but um, like I think that there is some value to being a little bit more demanding this year, and 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 you know, forcing the expectation a little bit that hey, you know, you need to you need to go to the playoff this year. All the pieces are in place, and that needs to be what every waking moment spent on football for the next eight months is about is, is getting this team ready to be in this playoff conversation next year. I do not want to be sitting here next year talking about, um, Could the, have outside, the citrus bowl or, you know, one of these, I want to be in that damn playoff, you know, I got you. I think we all do. So, um, like I've, I've said, like I'm in a great mood, man, about Tennessee football right now. Haven't felt this way in a long time. Um, and today was a was a really nice end. Glad the guys got a got a cool trip to Florida and the fans and um, now just Jones and to see what they look like next year. So it's going to be hard to be patient with this this next off season. Um, and not you know like I said not just Nico but like Selden and Sampson and the linemen coming in and Brazil and Stays and these young guys in the secondary and Peely coming back and you know make it a run I'm with you man playoffs are bust next year let's go let's go folks we love you want to thank again um, 
our sponsors this year, Rogers Hydrant Service, the Griffin Law Firm, Jamback Farms. Really appreciate their support, their sponsorship. Um, if you ever need anything from them, don't hesitate to contact me. I can put you in touch directly with them. And uh, we appreciate all of you for making it possible for listening live or the podcast, however you guys consume voluntary reaction. Uh, we'll be doing these for basketball, of course, as we make the run towards the Final Four and even some Tennessee baseball. So appreciate you all, Davey, Bear. Thank you guys so much for all the hard work. They weren't always fun at the uh, voluntary reaction after the Florida game. I don't remember much about it. I'm sure it was for the birds, but most of them were fun. And I'm with Bear, man. I'm, I'm fired up about the state of things. So good stuff. Uh, guys, are we good here? Davey, you good? Yeah. Uh, happy New Year to everybody and excited to see what's to come in 2024. Uh, yeah, one quick kind of bit of housekeeping. Um, at the very, at the beginning of, uh, the show, uh, everything shut down at my house and that's when I had to drop. So for the podcast listeners, um, there's not going to be a hole cause I didn't, I didn't notice it. I'm going to have to, um, it's going to take me a little bit, but the podcast will be uploaded, uh, here in a, a few hours. All right. Then. The technical difficulty. Very good. All right, All right boys. Love you, All boys. Right. We'll see you tomorrow, Russell. Love you too. All right. good. Yeah, tomorrow, the new look drive. Hell Stand yeah. Radio, 3 p.m. Be there. Crest better not be late, Russ. Fired on his first day. Fire him before we hire him.